0: Hello and welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever. There's all kinds of family, we chose this one. This is episode 103, The Blues Brothers from 1980.
1: I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe Two, And this episode's brought to you by Cadillac, groundbreaking innovation. The future is today. Super Cruise Hands Free Driver Assistance for Compatible Freeways is one of the latest forward-thinking technologies finding its way into new Cadillac vehicles. Shout out, Cadillac.
0: Shout out, Cadillac, indeed. Well, welcome to the Blues Brothers, a last-minute addition to this lap. This was a very last-minute patron pick. From Justin Kleinman, who upped his pledge to make us do this movie now. Yep. So thank you, Justin, for doing that. We will talk about that after the break. But first, Joe, extracurricular activities <laughs> and uh, in terms of like Lucy and Desi. And I don't mean to make a joke about it, but like yeah. you've got some spleening to do.
1: I had a fucking week. I'm, I was like trying to think about where I would start this. I think I would start it to give like the whole picture of what my week was last week is that like my parents had a had a dog that was sick, right? I mentioned him on the last episode. I said, oh, they Turbo. have a dog named Turbo. You know, I was talking to my parents and my dad was saying, you know, this dog is sick and they um took him to the animal hospital and, you know, they found out he has diabetes. He wasn't eating and stuff. So um they put like a glucose monitor in him and then they sent the dog back to him. They were like, get some food in him. You know, hopefully he'll be okay. I wake up, I think... Monday or Tuesday morning to just like frantic text messages from my mom and it's early like you know I've been waking up to go to work kind of early and like I was a little stressed yep, about work yep. so like I've been waking up kind of early so like normally like I get up around eight but like for some reason I woke up at like six and I checked my phone my mom's like "Call me immediately she you know she was texting Rachel and I and I was like that's strange so I call her and she floored me she's like your father had a massive heart attack. He almost died. He's in the hospital right now. And I was just like in shock, right? Like I didn't yep. know what to do. So I'm like, what can we do for you? Is he okay? Like, I don't know any of these things. She's just crying and upset, right? So I'm like, okay, here, this is what we'll do is like, let me send Rachel there now, like immediately, right? So like I messaged you, Matt, Zach, and Adam. And I was like, guys, this is what's going on. Yep. I'm sending Rachel back to Pittsburgh right now. And I'm going to follow her pretty much immediately as soon as I can, like, figure out, you know, how to get work stuff done, be able to, like – I'm just doing a lot of stuff at work that, like, nobody else was doing. So, like, I had to, like, find people to, like, do this shit for me, you know, before I can, like, immediately piece right? Like, I couldn't – I had to, like, go do stuff that morning. I take Richard to the airport, drop her off. Um, I get a call from my dad, and he sounds fine. He's doing great. He had, like, this, you know, 99% blockage in one of his arteries. But the dog was sick, right? So he so he was waking up in the middle of the night to let the dog out because the dog's not feeling well. Um, he woke up in the middle of the night. He said he had chest pains. He said he drank some water, hoped it would go away. He felt a little bit better but didn't feel great. So he decided, hey, I'm going to go to the hospital just to make sure everything's okay, which is totally unlike him.
0: I do like that, you know, the same person who would, like, would take themselves to the hospital, is also like, let me just drink some water, and maybe this all gets fixed. It's like two different things. It's like, those (laughs) those could not be further apart on the spectrum of, like, things to do when your chest hurts.
1: And they're like, no, you have to go in immediately. Like, there's no time. They tell him, like, if he would have went back to sleep that night, like, he wouldn't have woken up. Like, he had, like, they told him he maybe had 90 minutes left to live, like, when he arrived there. Like, they were like, you probably would have made it, like, an extra hour. But anyways, now he's fine. Yeah, I know. It was really nuts. That's why like, you know, you've heard the intro last time that like I was in Pittsburgh I like, I know I dipped out on some of you guys, like I was talking to Justin, I was talking to Wes and stuff like that, like, I kind of just like abandoned the chats, but I had to go back, because then I like went and was, you know, helping them with the store, because they have their store, and then the dog is sick, Rachel's there though, so we go through all of this, he's fine, like he's doing better now, he's on like a lot of pills and stuff, but like he's, you know, for all intents and purposes, he's he's good, he's healthy, he'll be fine. Um, so like, we're making it through, you know, we had to deal with all this stuff, I'm at the store, and then like, Friday morning, I wake up, I'm getting ready to go to the with him because he obviously wants to go back to work immediately because he's a
0: nut. As this is all happening, we had had two Live and Die in LA episode recorded, back half recorded, yes. so we are going to record the intro Wednesday night. We're trying to figure out when we could do that. You're like, look, I think I could have like an hour here, and we figured out a time to do that, so I edited that. that. was fine. So then I was like trying to figure out what could we do for Tuesday, and I, I rattled off like eight ideas. I'm like, if you have this much time, we could do this. If you have this much time, we could do this. If you have this much time, we could do this. If you don't have any time, here's what we could do. I send all that, and I don't hear, I don't get a response, which I'm not expecting, because I'm just, like, babbling, I just want to, like, put yeah. things out there, and then all of a sudden, I get a message from you that I'm just like, wait,
1: what? We wake up, you know, my mom's like, the dog is really sick, he's, he does not looking good, right, and he's not, he's a tired bean, he's, like, he's looking sad, and so she's like, look, what we're gonna do is, like, my dad's like, what would you do, and I'm like, look, man, I told you from the beginning, like, I hate watching animals suffer, and I know it sounds bad, but, like, you know, you should probably do, the, do the damn thing, right, like, It sucks, but, like, this is what you got to do. Like, take care of the dog and, like, just put him down. And he's, like, okay, that's what we'll do today. We, like, you know, come together. We're, like, okay, Rachel will go with my mom to put the dog down. So my mom's, like, again, a mess they fucking love this dog. They got this dog's four years old. Like I've already been here. So like, this isn't my dog, right? It's like, not to sound mean or anything, but like, he's not my dog. I didn't grow up with this dog. They love this dog. But like, for me, it's like, it was a nice dog, whatever. We like drive back to the store. We know that they're going to go, you know, take the dog to the vet and take care of the dog. And like, as we're driving to the store, meanwhile, this is like, this is like a three minute drive from my house, right? Like we like come out my street, make the turn. I get another frantic call from my mom. The dog died between the time that we, like, leave the house and we, like, are heading to the store. We had to deal with my dad, who has this sick dog, who he said, the whole time he's saying, this dog saved my life. This was the only reason why I'm alive. If I wouldn't have woken up for the dog, you know, I'd I'd be dead right now. Then two days later, the dog dies. And then my parents are all shook up about it, and obviously my dad's, like, recovering. And, like, so, like, we had to, like, Rachel and I took care of the dog for them. It was just, like, a long week. And I worked at the store, you know, 10 hours a day for the days that I was there. And then we'd go back up at night and try to help catch him up for the days that he missed. As of right now, everything settled back down. We're back in Connecticut. I'll be visiting to help there more often, but that's not going to affect anything between us. Joey and I already know about this. That is why we skipped a week of episodes.
0: We actually didn't skip a week. We just took one episode off. And I really? filled it in with something that I wanted. Yeah, we, we didn't miss a oh, right cool. Weeks.
1: That's why, you know, like everything got push back a week right like not even
0: a week no no not even really just a one week. episode we, just, we added an episode and we pushed Hobbs and Shaw back a week that's it we never cool. missed a release uh, I was very proud of the ability to keep continuity going you I did? always yeah. I wanted to release because I wanted to put on YouTube separately you are my lifespan because just in my OCD like I want to be able to have a playlist of everything and I was like I don't know how to put this out and I want to put it out this gave me opportunity for that I mean obviously we didn't want that I didn't want this to happen to have that opportunity yeah, I get but, it like
1: that's why you got lifespan twice that's what the fuck I've been doing for the past week. I'm glad that you guys were all cool. I'm, you know, you, some of you sent messages and stuff like that were that were optimistic and stuff like that. I didn't want to like have to type this out over and over again, right? Like I really didn't even want to think about it. Like I just didn't want to emotionally deal with it until it was like done and everything was away and I was home and I knew everything was okay. So that's why I didn't bring it up. But yeah.
0: Meanwhile, I got hit by a skunk. <laughs>
1: yeah, you did. I have some fun parts of stories too, but good. I have like some interesting, fun things to talk about as well.
0: So as I think I've mentioned on here before, every day I walk or jog or whatever four mm-hmm. miles it takes me about an hour, and I do this thing. So as I'm walking around, especially at this night. Really doing fun. anymore because it's too warm at night so I'm now going in the morning so this isn't going to happen anymore cool. but okay. as I walk around at night I look in people's windows because I'm a creep I mean from the sidewalk <laughs> not like go up in the window but I'm just like seeing if I could see what they're watching or playing or whatever there's like a guy around the corner who's playing Hollow Knight which is a great video game I'm like that rules I'm like how do I become friends with this guy but like I can't be like hey so I saw you were playing this video like there's no there's no cool way to go about that.
1: No that's the lamest thing ever. You, What are you going to do like leave him a note like saw you through your window playing this game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like it's this dude who like has a cool looking dog. Like I've seen him sitting outside like on the stoop. I'm just like, we could be friends. I mean I like cool dogs. I like this video game, whatever I don't know, whatever. Yeah. So I'm walking by a house and I see they're watching Spring Breakers and it's in the scene, it's like one of my favorite scenes in the movie. It's like the montage where they're getting spoilers, they get arrested. Things go bad for the Spring Breakers down in Miami. Yeah, um, or down in Florida. In that scene I'm like, Oh, that's so cool. So I'm like messaging you, I'm messaging because uh, I told my fr- uh, the, the Tub Talk thread, my, the, my friends from the Fantasy Baseball League, I was like, hey, I want to become friends with this guy who was like, I saw playing a video game. They're like, you can't do that. That's creepy. I was like, I get yeah. it. I get it. But like, I still would like to in an ideal world. Whatever. So I'm messaging them and I message you because we love Spring Breakers. I'm like, hey, there's a family or there's somebody. I just walked by a house that's watching Spring Breakers. And then as I look up, I see this like big white <laughs> blob. Like rear up, and I'm like, oh, I know exactly what this is because I—it's either a cat, and I or something, and I'm like, I don't want to be part of it. Or it's a skunk that I've seen around before. Yeah. And so I jump over it, like, I leap over it, and then just sprint. <laughs> I smell it, and I'm like, oh. But, like, I thought I had dodged it, because it didn't smell bad. Like, I could smell it, but I was like, it's not overpowering to the point where I want to die.
1: And it's like, and, and I was asking you, like, is it just in your nose? Do you have, like, a lingering smell of it? If you would have gotten skunked, you would have gotten skunked. You know what I mean? Right. Like, if you get, like, really skunked, like, on your skin or face or chest or something, Thing. You'd have been like, oh, I'm done.
0: Yeah, I'm messaging you and you're like, maybe got in your nose, whatever, because I sometimes get smells in my nose. I'm like, yeah, maybe, I don't know. But like, I'm walking, and it's not really going away, but it's not really bad. And so I come back and I'm, you know, cooling off and I'm like, taking each piece of clothing off and smelling it and nothing like they all kind of but not really smell like skunk. Yeah. And then I smell my left shoe where the skunk was. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is what he got. And my left sock a little bit too, like more than anything else, but the shoe especially. And so you were doing some research, you're like, you know, baking soda, you like this, that, whatever. Yeah. So I just throw the things in the basement. I'm just like, I'll figure it out tomorrow. And so I put some baking soda on in the morning. I then put it outside in direct sunlight. Yeah, and then at the end of the things. day, when I'm bringing it in, I look and like, all along the side, like these are relatively brand new shoes. Like I've worn these for probably three weeks. Like they're not yeah. expensive, but they're basically brand new shoes. And all along the lip, the rim, the bottom of the shoe, the which sole, is white,
1: like the side sole.
0: It's all white, but there's like little yellow speckles, and it smells mm-hmm. like skunk. And I was like, oh. And I took the picture, and you're like, oh yeah, he really got you. I was like, yeah. Got your that's, shoe. The shoes are like now in a window. Like I have them on the porch until I close the door. Then I bring them in and I put them in a window. Like it's a thing. The smell is going away. But it's like, You'll geez, like I, it could have been—not that it would have been like the end of the world—but it would have been miserable for a while. But I somehow jumped over a skunk and sprinted <laughs> because I was like, oh hey, cool, there's some strangers watching a movie that I like. Basically, is what happened. <laughs> that was cool. That was basically what I've done since uh, a week ago or whenever we. That's recorded. a good
1: premise for like an SVU episode.
0: Ripped from the headlines.
1: Yeah, with you creeping in the the windows of everyone, they're like. We have to find what skunk it was. And they, like, use I the skunk kids, DNA. Your wife, the
0: skunks are coming. They use the
1: skunk DNA from your shoe to figure out it was you who was in the bushes.
0: Ooh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Anything else? So what fun stuff have you done in the last week? Anything of note?
1: Uh, so I don't know if you know about these things, but I bought one of these, like, massaging guns.
0: I've heard of them. I don't think I've seen them, but I've heard
1: of them. So it, it looks like a ray gun. It's, like, shaped like a pistol, right? But then it, yep. it has, like, a massager at the end of it that um I had ordered before I left, and then, you know... It, came back, and when I came back, I have it, and, um, I charged it up, I've been using that, and it is fucking wonderful, highly recommend it, I got one for, like, 99 bucks on Amazon, and this thing is great, so, like, you know, there's a bunch of goofy attachments, I was using it on my feet, which is cool, because, like, My feet are really sore from, like, running around all day at work. It's really hard to rub your own foot, you know what I mean? I feel bad, like, making Rachel do it. She has, like, small hands. They're not very strong, so how that works out. But, like, I got this ray gun thing, and I just, like, was sitting there, like, just blasting my foot, and, uh feels nice. That was one of the fun things I did and the other fun thing was is I told you that I got like the Korean barbecue like setup thing Mm -hmm. and I had like the little Coleman grill. The thing was is like when quarantine broke, we couldn't find like any of the butane canisters for the Coleman grill like anywhere, right? Like I guess everybody thought like it was apocalypse and they needed to like stock up on butane for their grills in case ship really breaks bad. But um we finally found some yesterday, so I wanted to play with this grill. So last night we made s'mores to play with the Coleman grill inside. And today we made green barbecue with it. And we got to, you know, cook on the coffee table in the living room and that was very fun. Oh, and also is that like, you know, we always talk about like what we've been watching and stuff like that. And when I was at home, my sister put us on to superstore. You know about this?
0: Oh, yeah. My sister loves the fur. I saw the first season. My sister loves that show. Yeah.
1: It's just like so gentle. Even the like edginess of the show is like so like glossed over. Right. Like it's just like so wholesome to me. So, like, we've been watching a lot of Superstore because the episodes are 20 minutes long. We really needed something that wasn't going to, like, emotionally drain us. Right. So, like, Superstore was, like, the easiest shit to watch. Rachel and I have been watching. Like, we watched through, like, two seasons of it since we've been home. A season in Pittsburgh and essentially a season here since we've gotten back, so. We talked
0: about it. I don't know if you're going to remember, but we talked about that very briefly on this because when we were talking about TV shows adapting COVID, like, that's one show. That's yes. what I'm saying. That, like,
1: I was thinking that, too. Yep. That's, yep. That's going to be a great. Show to have like an episode with like masks on and like somebody wearing a mask wrong. I hadn't seen it yet. I thought the idea of this would work. Now, seeing the like kind of gentle humor that they have, this would be perfect for it.
0: Well, Joe, we have a Patreon page here on the show, too fast too forever.com. And actually, I posted a couple updates there so the people on Patreon knew yes. not what was going on, but that things were going to be a little askew. Yeah, sorry they were like
1: won't. kind of cryptic. I know I just told Joey, like, I'll explain, just like, give me some time to explain. Yeah, I like,
0: so. I ran the things by you because I'm like, I don't, this isn't my story to tell. Like, I
1: don't. Yeah, or, I get it. So, yeah. And I was like, no. And I'm like, not like uncomfortable with explaining. I was like, first of all, I need to make sure that everything's okay. And then I'm like, okay. And when everything's fine and everybody's good and happy and healthy, then we can talk about it. So,
0: well, shout out to Cassie Wilson, Jake Freer, Ben Milliman, Nick Burris, Alex Ellen, Justin Kleinman, Brian Rodriguez of High School Slumber Party, Haley Gerbys, Wes Hampton, Christian Larson, and Jerry Robinson. Those the $5 level or
1: above. Thank you all so very Thank much. Thank you guys. Very, very, very much. Thank you.
0: We also have an email address on the show, family at cageclub.me. And, Joe, it's been a week since we recorded, and we have a bunch of emails. A couple are longer, but most of these are quicker and shorter, so let's just get into it. Cool. Let's do it. First one from Hector, subject line, I'm back.
1: What's up, Hector? How are you doing, buddy? I hope he liked the uh, the dating game version of his car pick. He writes in about that, so cool. just wait on. Cool. Awesome. Oh, sorry, I jumped the gun a little bit.
0: You sure did. He says, hey, Joey, sorry that I was gone for a couple of weeks. I just had to take a little break from sending emails. Now that I'm back, I just want to say congratulations for 100 episodes of Too Fast, Too Forever, Thank and you, wish sir. for 100 more.
1: Thank you, Please sir. bring
0: Brian Silliman back for more. He was very entertaining. He says, also we keep thought doing so, my car picks Like the Bachelorette game, it made me almost die of laughter. In parentheses not literally die. I'll send more car picks to keep going. Gotta go. Stay fast. Stay furious.
1: Awesome. Thank you, Hector. Yeah, we love Brian too, man. I, I remember like once we finished that episode, I told Joey like, dude, we gotta get him back immediately. He's just like such a good time. I just want to go hang out with him. He seems like a really cool guy. So
0: Well, you know, if theaters, if, if pandemic goes away, if we're comfortable going to movie theaters in April when F9 comes out and AMC still shows Universal because I don't mm-hmm. know if that's happening or not. It's true. And he lives near, true. near enough to join us. So you know, there's more Brian in our future.
1: Yeah, I hope so. I would be. I mean, as long as he's him. okay
0: being Brian number two. Actually, I guess really Brian number three. We got Rodriguez, O'Connor, Sullivan. Ooh. Or is it O'Connor or Rodriguez-Silliman? I think, no. it's,
1: I think it's Rodriguez-O'Connor. Yeah, because he pays us,
0: and he's also we've hung out with
1: him in person, so yeah. Rodriguez, I never met Paul O'Connor, Walker. Yeah.
0: Next email from Ben Milliman, subject line, Stuff I Forgot.
1: What's up, Ben? How are you doing, bud? A
0: couple things I forgot I wanted to mention in the last email. One is something about Lila I thought was funny, weird, and made me a little proud. She apparently likes 90s and 2000s punk music, <laughs> oh. and also likes When We Drive Fast. She'll get fussy when we're sitting at a light or something and wants to take off very quickly, or once we take off very quickly, she calms right down.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. Once,
0: she was fussy until I got her above 50 miles per hour. LOL. She's basically the bus from Speed.
1: (laughs) In a baby. Yeah, that's true. I love it. That was a good one. Yeah. (laughs) I think it's fun. Be be safe. I know you're being a safe dad, but... Be safe, and that's really cute that she likes it. Maybe, you know what? One of my sister's friends when she was younger was, like, really into, like, go-kart racing, right? That's, like, the stepping stones to become, like, a professional race car driver. Maybe, like... We can hope that she becomes like, you know, like the next Danica Patrick, right? Like, that'd be really cool. Like maybe she just, she's built for speed, man. You know, if you're not first, you're last. She's just, she just got it already, man.
0: Also because I changed companies I'm working for, I've been really thinking about what I want to do. I've been doing heating and plumbing for about 10 years and I kind of want to change. So Mm. I've been looking into what it takes to start a food truck. Obviously I'll be selling nachos, LOL. I think
1: that's (laughs) it for now. That's so cool! Is there already, like, a an all an all types of nachos food truck? Or would Ben have the market cornered?
0: Not to take anything away from Ben's idea, but I'm pretty sure it's rule 37 of the internet or whatever the rule is. Like, anything you think might exist, exists. Whether it's porn... Rule 34. it's... Yeah. Rule 34. But whether it's porn or food or just any idea, everything already exists, so...
1: Yeah. And he could do, like, tater tots... And chips, and then, like, gluten-free chips, and it could be, like, a build-your-own salad bar, right? Like, yeah. you pick, like, your potato or chip, pick your thing, and add your stuff, and then he has, like, the, here's my, whatever, chicken parm ones, and pizza ones, and, yeah, that'd be really cool. I like the idea.
0: I don't know if I've ever told you this. I definitely never told this on the podcast, but... What? At a Wendy's near-ish my house growing up that we would go to every once in a while... They had a salad bar and there oh, were like three Interesting. They had like three major sections. They had like a traditional salad bar, they had a taco Mexican bar, and then what? they had a third which was like desserts and stuff. I don't understand it was the best. A uh, regular <coughs> Wendy's, but it just like <laughs> Hey, we're also kind of like a restaurant, like just like a like a dinery kind of place. I'm was like, this
1: like some kind of like trial Wendy's or something? I have Does no idea. Does anybody else have a Wendy's that had a salad bar at some point? I remember Pizza Hut. I was just thinking about this, like sit down Pizza Huts. So you remember the sit down Pizza Hut sure, salad yeah, bar? Yeah. That was what I was remembering recently. No, this
0: is like a, this is literally just a fast food Wendy's. Uh, that became – it still exists. I don't remember what it is now, but it's another fast food place. I think it became maybe a Burger King and then it changed again or whatever. Yeah, whatever. But it was just a regular sit-down Wendy's, but they also just had a salad bar. So you had, like, two different – I think they had, like, you know, Romaine and they had Iceberg and they had yeah. all the regular fix-ins. Then they had, like, a Mexican center. That's And then crazy. they had – other stuff, and they had, like, desserts. And they had, like, chocolate pudding and vanilla pudding. They had what? red jello. It was crazy. I don't know. I don't understand it. It was amazing. Dude, and then it closed, okay. and I got
1: really sad. On a related note, there's been this, like, thing going around that in Pittsburgh, there's, like, that one Burger King. You probably don't remember it, but there's, like, one Burger King in Southside, and this, this Burger King has been, like, fucking awful. And it was, like, the only Burger King in Pittsburgh for, like, a while, right? It, but it stuck around, and it was, like, very strange. The Burger King got, like, de-burger kinged for a while right like it was like a franchise but like they've been fucking around for years mm-hmm. so like at some point burger king was like we've had enough of your bullshit you're not a burger king anymore like you need to clean up your act and instead of them doing that they just like printed out their own menus and like started serving stuff in like foil so people okay. go to burger king, and it was like they were still wearing their uniforms they were still like serving burger king like you would get like a burger king cup but like no burger king fry cup Great, because they were like running out of supplies, and it was like the strangest thing ever. So like this story's been recirculating in Pittsburgh about like when Burger King went rogue in Pittsburgh, and they just pretended like they were a Burger King for a while. It was so strange. That's what you just reminded me of talking about this Wendy's that had a salad bar. Maybe it was just a rogue Wendy's. It like wasn't actually a Wendy's.
0: There is a Mitch Hedberg joke that I hope I can find on YouTube. I'm gonna drop in here. Oh. Whenever you go to like whenever you have a commercial, he's like, you know, pra- prices and participation may vary. <laughs> and he's yes. like, I want to be a McDonald's. Like, I want to be a, a stubborn hut. McDonald's. A no, pizza it's a McDonald's. It's I thought
1: it was a pizza hut. Okay, I want to be a guy. stubborn
0: McDonald's owner. Every McDonald's commercial ends the same way, right? McDonald's commercials end like this. Prices and participation may vary. Now I want to open a McDonald's and not participate in anything.
1: I want to be a stubborn McDonald's owner. I say cheeseburgers? Nope. We got spaghetti. And blankets.
0: But we are not affiliated with that clown. He attracts too many children.
1: He's like, the coupons aren't available participating locations, but I'm going to print a bunch of coupons from my location that are like, everything buy is one, one small cent. Coke, get one pizza.
0: Oh, maybe this Pizza Hut. It is. Buy one
1: pizza oven for free. I
0: think Pizza Hut is the cockiest pizza chain on the planet because Pizza Hut will accept all competitors' coupons. That makes me wish I had my own pizza place. Mitch's Pizzeria. This week's coupon, unlimited free Pizza. Special note, are not good at any of the Mitch's Pizza locations. (laughs) Free pizza oven with purchase. (laughs) Of a small Coke. (laughs) Two for Tuesday, buy one pizza, get one franchise free. Those two, two different jokes. We were both right. Rarely happens, but we were both
1: right. We were both right. We were just thinking about two different things.
0: Next email from Jason Dickinson. He says, The Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift is no, day, is no doubt a fun Fast and Furious movie. I do enjoy it more than I did when the movie was first released. Mm-hmm. Every time I watch the trailer for it, I wonder, could it have been a much darker tone if they Ooh. kept this part? Of Sean
1: firing a gun. What? I mean, that's his dad's gun, I would imagine, right? Yeah, doesn't he? He points it at someone. It's in the movie. I remember this part. He doesn't, I don't think he fires it though. He like points it at someone. I mean, do we have seen, this?
0: we haven't watched the trailer. I don't know. We'll get to the trailer. We're going to do the trailer spoilers next lap. Yeah. We'll keep an eye out. Keep an ear yeah. out. Whatever. Next email from Justin Kleinman, subject line thoughts all over the place.
1: What's up, Justin? How are you doing, bud?
0: Says excited for Blues Brothers next week. This was Same. Sun on Friday, so tonight. So actually, you know, a week before the episode comes out. It says it was a favorite of mine, my dad and my brother, growing up. I'd only ever seen the edited for TV version until mm-hmm. I was around 20 years old when it was chosen to be the first DVD I ever purchased. I kind of miss the days of having movies that were edited for TV. It allowed me as a kid to watch so many movies that I can't let my son Hank watch now. <laughs> There's actually a service, I think called like Clean Flicks, I think, which like does that, but I don't know if you want to do that. I also think that like Hollywood is very Mad at clean flicks because they're like, you don't have the rights to do this. But I think there is a service out there that does it. I can't vouch for it. I've never used it, but I think I think it. It's probably run by like exists. some
1: kind of fundamental Christian group or something weird. But yeah,
0: I plan on rewatching this to see if it's okay for a ten-year-old, which I think it is. They say the f-word a couple times, but like, oh, it's than not that, even that much. It's, it's weird. It's like so close to being a kids' movie, and then it's just not at certain points. It's like, uh, I don't. What are you doing? It's a weird blend.
1: I don't think there's any nudity or anything in it either. I don't right? think so. No, I do not Not that I remember off the top of my head, so... Or drugs.
0: Uh, I mean,
1: behind the scenes. We'll talk about that, too. We'll get there, yeah.
0: Justin says he loves music so much that I think he would love it just as much as I did as a kid. I think the scene with Carrie Fisher and the machine gun at the end may need to be skipped. Hanks used to plenty of cursing from <laughs> his mother, but even that scene may be too much. Fair, okay, Maybe. Fair enough, yeah. Every night when we're going to bed, Vonnie seems to decide that it's the, it's the best time to unload all of her serious thoughts for the day. This is terrible. Because I generally run such a sleep deficit that it can be hard to stay awake. Well, last night I was half asleep, and she said something about there being food all over the place. <coughs> I sat up and said, food all over the place? I expected her to laugh about the joke, but she just looked at me seriously. It wasn't a joke. She actually used the phrase. What? I laid down and then fell asleep. So today, I texted her and asked, why did you say food all over the place last night? She
1: responded, what?
0: I think you were dreaming.
1: Oh, wow. my God. Wow. Oh, my God. He had a, he had a dream that too fast, she... Too fast forever dream. <laughs> Wow, Wow, that's a level of inception that I hope that we never get to again for you, brother. Yeah, I apologize. (laughs) God damn.
0: Will the top fall over? Will the spinning top fall over? Yeah, does it ever fall? Oh, God. Also, earlier this week, I was told by two friends of mine who don't know each other, but are both big Fast and Furious fans, I need to check out a certain movie podcast because they did a month dedicated to Fast and Furious. Interesting. Awfully serendipitous, so I had to check it out. I'll link to it below. He sends another email later, he says he forgot the link to it. It could give you some good options for possible guests to join future podcasts. Anyway, it's interesting to hear some people outside of our own bubble bring forth some new quote-unquote facts I had never heard, as well as some hot takes. My favorite thought is this, Rico and Tego are actually lovers, and the lone supporting fact that this is how Rico complains about Tego's cooking. Uh... I, for some reason, always thought they were brothers, but now this is a fact for me, and I will be looking for more clues in rewatches.
1: That is mind blowing. Yeah, see, I always assumed they were brothers or like really close cousins, right? Cousins that grew up together. Is what I kind of assumed that they were. Right. Like, same household, they've been together forever, kind of thing. Like, even more than like friends that have been together forever. Like, they were like in the same house, in my mind. But the idea that they could be lovers is very interesting.
0: Lastly, regarding Honky Tonk, I was fortunate to get to see both Waylon and Merle do shows before they passed away. Oh. Waylon was free in Chicago, oh. although he had some troubles with playing different songs in his band a few times. He was great, <laughs> he was great fun in his crowd interactions. The highlight of Merle was him setting down his guitar for a fiddle and dueling the fiddler player in his band, I had no idea. He was so
1: good. I'm super jealous. I was thinking, okay, so as I was watching Blues Brothers, just like a tiny tidbit, you know, I knew Justin picked it, and you have the whole, like, honky-tonk scene, and I was wondering, remember how a couple weeks ago, or days, whatever, ago, I had said, I really love classic honky-tonk music, and Justin was saying he loves it too, and I wonder if that kind of inspired him to pick Blues Brothers, or if that connected something in his brain, because I hadn't remembered the honky-tonk Part of this movie, because I haven't seen it in fucking forever, we were just talking about honky-tonk movies, and he was also messaging me about honky-tonk music, and I was wondering if these things overlapped, so I'm curious to hear what Justin has to say about that.
0: Maybe. We'll find out. Justin, write in. Family. You know, family. I can't spell yeah, that yeah. Then he sent the link to the thing. I sent it over to you on Facebook. It's a MaximumFun.org podcast called Who Shot Ya? This is mm. episode 142, the Fast Cast Part 1, so... Check Interesting. it out. Surely. Next email is from Jerry Robinson subject line stickers.
1: What up, Jerry? How are you doing, bud?
0: He says, Hey guys, so I finally got a spot for one of my stickers. This is on my dash of my work car, a twenty nineteen Prius. Well don't tell Justin you're driving a Prius, because that might be mad. <laughs> yeah, you will get it. Justin, him I'm so again. sorry on this Blues Brothers episode that you are you have to hear about a
1: Prius. I'm so so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> It's a good place for it, Jerry. This looks great. Thank you, brother. That's awesome. Very, very, very cool. I love that you guys put them on your cars. Like, I, I, I guess that that's like the most appropriate place for it. But like, I never thought about it. So like, when you guys send us a picture, you're like, I put it on my car. It's like that makes perfect sense. And something that I'm always still shocked by. So yeah, yeah. Thank you.
0: Next email from Nick Burris. Sudworth line so far away, so behind. Ever since Brian's <sighs> Slumber Party High School, I feel like I have homework. That I can't complete on time much love.
1: What up, Nick? How are you doing, brother?
0: Says, I had something for American Graffiti, but I lost my notes. So, on to the Italian job. Okay, cool. Okay, Perfect. <laughs> that's, a, that's Done. A,
1: we're not going to judge you for the, the, the dog ate your homework. It's okay. Nope, exactly. Tell totally fine. We take all excuses here.
0: So, this is now the Italian job. The originally says, I thought it was quirky and weird and didn't like the end. But, after hearing you talk about it, I found myself laughing more at reminiscing I did like the girlfriend beating him up with a fuzzy yes. rubber chicken.
1: I think the ending was pretty good. I don't know how you, yeah. well, how didn't you like it, but I don't know. what's wrong with the ending, man? It was a good, I like the kind of cliff, literal cliffhanger ending. Literal right? cliffhanger. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I wonder where the term came from. Probably older than that. Probably yeah. much older
1: than that, but like, that's a
0: literal so. cliffhanger right? Yeah. It says bulldozers were popular at stopping cars in the 70s.
1: Apparently, <laughs> we've learned that.
0: <laughs> yep. He says I didn't like the ending, but when I heard they were lining up for a sequel, it makes more sense, which we did talk about. Yeah, that yes, they were gonna yes, have yes, like yes, a yes. way to
1: get out of it or whatever. And it was gonna be like starting right there, kind of. Yeah.
0: So know by the time this email reaches you, you'll be close to the end of the lap. But I was talking to my dad about this lap and the movies, and he mentions Le Mans and Grand Prix were good movies. Mm. We have those on our list for the next time we do this, so we will cover those. I promise. This lap we added. So basically, when Justin added this movie, I took a movie out of rotation, and then I added that movie back in when we pushed everything back a week. Yes. So it's still where we were at originally, uh, but we are going to cover both of those on a future lap, so don't worry about that, Nick, or Nick's dad, we will talk about both those movies
1: Yeah, that's cute that you talked about this with your dad, too, because I like this was like one of my favorite parts of this lap was calling my dad. I've been mentioning it and telling him like, oh, we just watched Smokey and the Bandit and him being like, oh, man, I fucking love. like I called him this morning. I was like, we watched Blues Brothers last night. He was like, man, that scene when they like point all the guns at them at the end. Like, that's like one of the funniest things to me. So I'm glad that you could reminisce. This is like a very good like father son reminiscent right like you can call your dad and be like when was the last time you watched blues brothers and he's always going to get excited about it so
0: yeah he uh, says james taylor has a book out which he mentions a movie but he doesn't go into detail but it's a very good book did you know that the beatles gave him his start or helped no i did Ooh, not know that that's very cool
1: i didn't know that that's cool
0: this is a minute 60 although i guess the fast and furious minute which would have been nine minutes ago for us i think when yeah. they're talking about the team i think it might have meant when letty turned 16 she got her license didn't think at first, but I think this now. He says, Jesse mm-hmm. is in the group when heisting because Letty has a bad feeling about the last job. It does say, I don't think we should be doing this without Jesse. Minute mm-hmm. 60. So, okay.
1: Okay. Makes sense. Minute yeah.
0: 61. I know it was planned to do the heist when Brian was on the date. Truck drivers have a schedule and certain times the load needs to be delivered. Uh. And All of them were sleeper trucks, so they were going a decent distance. Inside. Okay. I like that. I like that a lot.
1: Yeah, good. I like that. It
0: says Gone in Sixty has seen it a long time ago, but interesting that they played or they were insurance people. I forget the little things like that. Yeah, he says. But the remake—it's a Shelby GT500, not a Cobra. Besides the original Shelby Cobra, the Mustangs were not subnamed Cobra until the late '70s.
1: Oh, I didn't even know that. That's cool. Like they had the Cobra badging on them, though. Maybe that's an aftermarket thing. I don't know. No, 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 no. I, I really think that they had like the Cobra badging on it, but they probably just didn't like name it. Interesting. Huh? Maybe. They they didn't i don't know maybe i'm no just idea. like putting it there yeah
0: so to thing of lego we're going to do a 1327 it needs to be scaled so it'll fit the charger in the garage i know they can do it that would be huge that would be amazing
1: dude if if you see how big this charger is like the lego set charger if it was scaled like it would be the 1327 would be like as big as a room isn't the car like one sixteenth scale i think that's oh, what maybe. it said it was so, like, 1 16th is, like, oh, the house would be 1 16th of the size of the house, right?
0: He says, I know they can do it. I've seen some of those big-ass Star Wars models. And actually, I just sent you a link today that they are they officially announced yes. they're doing yeah. the Home Alone house, which looks amazing. And they're doing the Seinfeld apartment, which is also very, very cool.
1: Yes, one of the last ones, like, right before the um, Fast and the Furious one came out, the the Charger, they had the Friends Cafe. I was going to get it for Rachel, but... I don't know if we've talked about this, I'm not a huge Friends fan, like, I've seen all the episodes, I don't think it's that great, especially when you put it in comparison, that, like, it it ran before or after Seinfeld, and I think Seinfeld's just such a perfect sitcom that, like, it's hard to compare the two, and like anybody that tells you that Friends is the best show ever, never watch Seinfeld. It's like the Breaking Bad or versus The Wire show. thing. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna get this for Rachel, and she was she's now gotten on my side. Friends is okay, but it's not that funny, especially when you watch it compared to Seinfeld.
0: I've only seen two episodes of Friends, which is eh, maybe about the same as Seinfeld. Uh, I've seen the first episode, the pilot, and the finale. Like I feel like Friends is the kind of show, given that I've seen everything but except i'm missing obviously big things like i haven't seen seinfeld i haven't seen a lot of the simpsons whatever Mm -hmm. but i feel like friends is the type of show that i should have seen but i asked my friend and I was like, should I watch Friends? And he said, nope. if you watch Friends instead of everything else that you quote unquote should watch, I will kill you. I was like, okay, I guess I'm not going to watch
1: Friends. 100% agree with him. Like if you put on, if you were like, I started Friends and you've never watched Seinfeld before, I'd be like, you're a fucking idiot. Like, I well, can't no, yeah, say- I
0: wouldn't do that. Like I would do, like there's still, but there's like my li- my oh boy, my list is too big. My list is too big. Anyway, Nick also sends the next email saying, get my ass in gear. He says, saw this driving and took it as a sign to get caught mm. up and watch these movies. Because I like to watch before I listen. Since I haven't seen this truck since the first pick. So this one was supposed to be the first, but next stop, Back to the Future, Midnight Run, and Ronin next week. So now I need to start leaving earlier when going to New Jersey so I have more time when I get there. Anyways, taillights, oh bitch. God. Nick. He sent this picture a while ago. So, yeah, this? yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I do remember this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pockets ain't empty, cuz. Yes. it's It was hard to expand it in Discord. I had to put my face really, really close to it to try to see what was going on here, but yes. Nick
0: has, like, four things going on. He's got a camera filming. He's got, like, two GPSs. He's got his phone for music or maybe podcasts. This is a serious setup you got there, Nick.
1: Well, he's, you know, he's trucking. That's his job. I know. I get it. <laughs> yeah, I get it. So, that's what he's doing, man. I mean, I mean, and the camera's a cool move because, like, you know, you don't want, like, anybody doing something weird and him getting in trouble driving. So. Right.
0: Uh, then Hector sends in a car picture so we'll save that for later. Cool. Then Ben sends another email saying is Etion a wee, not an I? Says, so oh. I've been watching Hobbs and Shaw again and I've been listening closer to the voice and I know people say it sounds like different people. Well what if it is? different people. So instead of a big bad guy, it's a group of bad people doing the voice. That way in fact, all over the fast 10-year seatbelts, maybe, we will get the fam against bad guys from across the whole series. What do you think?
1: You know, we've talked about this. I, I, I ultimately want all the bad guys to come back and kind of like band together and then be like their own evil family versus our fa- Like, you know, bring back Braga.
0: I still think we could have both. Like, I think the voice DK. could be one person and they could all just be within the same organization. right? Like, True. Etienne is definitely a we, I think, I know Ben's asking, like, is the top, is the head boss of multiple, Two bosses. Like a group of people. Yeah. But I, I feel like if, and this is, again, this is what we've been talking about a lot lately, if Cypher is part of Etion, are we saying that, like, Braga or whoever is above her? Like, it just feels that, I don't, I don't know. No, like, there's I don't somebody that...
1: above her, but it'll also be, like, there's somebody above her, but it's also, there's more people. Yeah, I think it could be, like, a collective.
0: I mean, I guess it could be, like, anonymous, like, we are legion, right? Like yes, just, you know, exactly. Whatever. So, yep, yep, know.
1: yep, yep. Agreed.
0: Then our next two emails are very quick comments on our Patreon post. Alex Ellen said, hope everything's okay, and then Haley said, stay safe, fam, we're thinking of you, XOXO.
1: Well, everything is okay and thank you guys for checking in and sending love I appreciate it but everything is doing good yeah thank you guys
0: next email from Ben Milliman subject line Father's Day I'm not sure how many of our familia are fathers but I wanted to wish them all a happy Father's Day and Ben happy Father's Day happy first Father's Day to you I hope it was great yeah
1: Oh, that's right. We have a bunch of dads now. Mm -hmm. That's cool. I hope you guys all drank Coronas, and I hope you got to eat the first piece of chicken.
0: And our last email also from Nick said, had to pull over for my awesome theory. He says, just listen to the Back to the Future episode. Okay. My theory is that Mr. Nobody is part of Sector 7, the super-secret government in Transformers, which are aliens, and in the first one... Optimus Prime says they've been hiding in plain sight for many years. What if the cars they love so much are actually Transformers in disguise?
1: Plus... Robots in disguise.
0: Think Dom went back in time to get Han? Question mark? Okay, back to the road again. Tail lights, bitch. Nick. There's a lot to unpack in that email.
1: The cars being Transformers is, is dope. I'm I'm about it. Yep. I'm going back in time to get Han. Gotta go back in time. Yeah, are these are these things happening simultaneously? Are the cars transformers, and there's also a time machine, or are these two separate thoughts? Do you think? <sighs>
0: Well, I mean, who, there's no limit to things. I would like... I don't know if I'd rather have Mr. Nobody be Men in Black or Transformers. I feel like...
1: I feel like Men in Black for me, for Mr. Nobody.
0: I feel like they're both equally possible and simultaneously unlikely. Like, they're both... A very sense, highly They're unlikely. also both crazy.
1: I would like Transformers to be the Cars... I would like Mister Nobody to be Men in Black, and I also like the idea of Dom using a time machine to get Han. But like all separately, you know what I mean? Like no weird crossovers, right? Like don't cross. Well, the that streets. is a giant weird crossover, but you know what I'm saying? Like compartmentalize yeah. them, that they're all three separate plot lines. Yeah. Well,
0: that's all the emails for today. Thank you all for writing in. We had yeah, that was basically two episodes worth of emails. If you want to write in, family at cageclub.me. Actually, two other updates. I want to re- I want to remind people. Number Got one. It. voting for the Fast and Furious Hall of Fame is now open at cageclub.me slash bracket. I need to do it
1: again. I already put in one when we first, before we even released it, I did my first one. I think think I'm ready mentally to do my second
0: one. Also right now if you want to vote on more things, also at cageclub.me slash bracket, there is the Cruise Club Awards, the Cruisies. I haven't so done that on one yet. Tom Cruise Awards. I mean, and do, also do, do, Brian High School Summer Party Rodriguez's Sophomore Year Superlatives. That one I vote did. Vote all those.
1: Go vote for all the identity theft of a cheerleader things you can. <laughs> That's what I did. I just, identity theft of a cheerleader down the line. Like, he threw it into, like, a bunch of different superlatives. He did a lot of it, yep. Yeah, and I was like, okay, cool. And I just used all of them. I voted for all of those.
0: The other thing should have gone in extracurricular activities, but I did not think of it. It's a story that I told you, but I was looking in my email as I closed my email from getting like reading what people sent us so i wanted to buy a wicker chair set for my front oh. porch
1: yeah this is a cool story i like and
0: this. i was like looking at a set on home depot and a home as yet a set at lowe's and a set at target yeah and they were all like four to five hundred dollars i was like it's kind of a lot of money but like now especially since i'm spending more time outside the chairs they have out there are Why fine not? but they're not yeah. great i want to make it look nicer i want to be more comfortable yeah. i want ottomans whatever the target set was the most expensive and i'm like look this is the one that i want it's a difference of a hundred dollars, but if I'm going to use it every day and it's going to last, hopefully for years. And if you're going to
1: spend four hundred dollars, yes. like that's like one of those price points where it's like. What's the difference between $400 and 500 right? Like right. it's not like fifty and a thousand. It's like four hundred, yes. five hundred. You're like, okay, exactly. yeah, it's close enough. Get the one you want, yeah.
0: And especially since like I haven't like I haven't been going out to eat and I've been saving a lot of money. I was like, let me just yep. splurge a little bit, and get something nice. And so I'm looking, and I know that like there's different extensions, like there's Honey and there's different you know Retail Me Not. And I'm trying all these different yep. coupons. Yep. Because I know the Target always has like ten percent off or five percent off or get a fifty dollar gift card or whatever. I'm like, there's got to be something that applies to this. And like especially since now. It's like summer season. They're probably trying to get people to, like, just, hey, Come we're back still in open. The stores. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And nothing is working. I'm like, let me just check the app because I know the Target Cartwheel has like promotions and stuff like that. And I'm looking and there's nothing. There's no discounts, into whatever. Lame. So I just go to the item. I'm like, let me just... I, I literally have my phone in my hand. Let me just go to the item. The default on the web is these red cushions, and I was like, they're kind of cool, but like I think I'm going to go blue, because I have a blue rug out there that my friend bought me as a housewarming gift. Yep. kind of matches. It's more... It's like less of an obnoxious color. Yep. And I tap on the blue cushions, and it's 50% off. And I was like, what? And so this $550 set, which is two chairs, two ottomans, and awesome. the table goes down to two seventy five, and I was like... Awesome. I, like, almost started... Like, I didn't, but I almost started shaking. Like, I, I, I broke... I hacked the matrix. I was just like, I don't... <laughs> like, this can't be... Like, why would a different color cushion be half price? Don't
1: ask questions.
0: And there were, like, five colors, I think. One was out of stock, two were half off, and then two were full price. And I was like, well, let me go get my credit card right now, and I'm going to buy this right now. And then yeah. I had the Target credit cards took like got another 5% off. So basically, Perfect. instead of spending like $590, I spent like 275 I was like, this is... That's could, awesome, dude. It could not be better. And I know that you always love like...
1: It's not I a hack. Like, this wasn't a hack.
0: Like, I didn't beat no. the system, but it was just like a... I don't know why this worked, or I don't know why this is the way it is, but it was
1: great. Something really gets me going about like, you know, I, I've talked about this before. I chase airline miles. So something get like the rush of the deal always gets me going, and I was, like, talking to my dad about this when I was home. I like fucking the airlines, because it's a fun game, And it's kind of like a criminal being chased, right? Like, you're trying to get over on them, except if I get caught, I can't get arrested for it. Like, I push the boundaries on what you can do with airline miles and deals and stuff like that. Like, I've definitely done some stuff that's in a weird gray area. At the same time, it's like, I'm not, like, committing fraud. Okay, they would just be like, no, we're not going to do that. I love it. I'm glad that you got this good deal, and I can't wait to see your furniture and hopefully— we have a barbecue meetup soon, so I can sit on your lovely blue couch, your outside patio. Cushion. I
0: hope so. I also, like, selfish, not selfishly, but I was like, I don't mind spending the extra money because the Home Depot set wouldn't be here until the end of July, and I was like, that's a long time. And this was like, you get it on Tuesday, so I ordered it yesterday yeah, on dude. Tuesday,
1: and it's going to be here
0: on Friday. Like, it's going to be here in three days. I was like, oh, okay, free delivery.
1: It comes Perfect. assembled. Perfect. Couldn't ask for more. Can't ask for more. I love it, brother. Good <sighs> for you.
0: Okay. On the streets, Fast and Furious news. Is there anything that you've seen? I have one thing that's adjacent, but it's not actual news. So here's the only thing that I found. Go ahead. Patron of the show, Melissa Lynham sent this to me on Instagram today. I've got gossip In the dating world.
1: Okay, tell me.
0: Your boy. Who? Timothy Chalamet.
1: Oh, Rachel told me this. Go ahead. She's now in a
0: relationship or seeing or dating or whatever Mm -hmm. Hollywood phrase is for banging Isaac Gonzalez, a.k.a. Madam M, from Hobbs and Shaw. And I don't understand it on her part. I am... I don't see the appeal into it. Like, I think he's a great actor. This is a very Pete Davidson
1: situation, isn't it?
0: I mean, I don't want to get into... Like, I don't want to shame anybody. I just don't understand beautiful, beautiful, beautiful women.
1: Hey, man, look at me. You just have to be be quirky and weird, and that's about it. I was shooting way out of my league for a very long time, so...
0: Well, Joe. Only one other thing to do before we take a break is the Fast and Furious minute, minute sixty-nine, and I. Nice,
1: nice. Wait, wait. You didn't even get pause for me to. Nice.
0: Minute sixty-nine, and I didn't put the quote in here because I think we might want to... Because they're okay. Before we say the quote, before we say the minute title. This is a great minute in the movie. Excellent. We have almost nothing to talk
1: about in this minute. (laughs) No, I have two cool things, but God.
0: The quote from this, which Ben has written in before, that he said to his in laws before, I feel like that might be the trivia question, possibly. So I didn't want to put that in the title. It's kind of obvious. I just don't know what else to ask. So for now, temporarily, whatever it is you're in on, I want in on it too.
1: Who's that cool of yours? That's your meal ticket. My meal ticket. Well, I can't pay for my own shrimp. I got the shrimp. Now, see, that's one thing about me, Dom. You don't understand. I don't need handouts. I don't take handouts. I earn my way every step. That's gotta make a little something extra on the side, like you. What do you mean, like me? What's that supposed to mean? That's what I mean. What does that mean, like me? Don't. Talk. I'm not stupid. All right.
0: I know that there's no way in hell you paid for all that shit. You got under the hood of. I know there's no way in hell that you paid for all that shit that's under the hood of those cars by doing tune-ups and selling groceries. Now whatever it is you're in on, I want in on it too. So in this minute, Brian and Dom continue their lunchtime conversation at Neptune's Net. Brian confronts Dom about his side hustle mm-hmm. he wants in. And then Dom begins to pass Brian a note.
1: Again, we've said this a million times, though. This is a really well-contained... Mm-hmm. It's perfect. It's like right before Dom starts talking, we get the, everything. It's perfect.
0: So the only real thing that I have and that has nothing to do with this minute is that throughout this entire Fast and Furious minute document, I have referenced this every time I link to it. There is a YouTube video of the entire BT score, like an hour and seven minutes, broken yes. down by song by chapter. I click on it today. This user has deleted their YouTube channel, and I was like, "No, no." The score, as from what I can exi- from what I can gather, the score does not exist on Amazon. Like, I can't buy it. I, might, I haven't looked what on eBay fuck? yet. It's just not out there. And I, what was really frustrating to me was that this YouTube video was beautifully sequenced in order of the movie, and then I found it, like, a track listing on, like, a like, on Discogs or something, and it looks out of order, which doesn't make any sense.
1: Uh... So, I,
0: like, my real one go-to, because in this minute, oh, there is, fuck. like, a song that's, like, playing very faintly in the background, like, an actual, like, radio song. Yeah. I don't know what it is, at Neptune's Net, and then it goes into the score, and so I googled, like, what's the song playing at Neptune's Net, and, like, I can't find it that way. And I'm so disheartened, because, like, this super cool, like, the guy didn't do it for us, or whoever this, did, this was didn't do it for us, but I was like, this is the ultimate tool I have. And you didn't Finding have it, like, saved
1: quickly. or cached somewhere?
0: No, I, I should have. I, I, I never thought it would go away, because I was like...
1: It's so stupid, right? It's so innocuous.
0: Like, if it's been up for copyright reasons, I don't think the guy was going to delete his channel, but, like, it's been up for months. Like, you know, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, literally every minute, we so 69, probably... Yeah, this has
0: been close to a year that we've been doing this, right? Because we did two a week, but we did one a week for, for before that. And oh man, it's been you know a year. I should have, damn it.
1: We'll figure it out. We'll we'll get we'll we'll figure it out. We will. We'll have a new solution. I'm sure.
0: Anyway, okay. What do you have? What's your big takeaways? Because I don't. There's not much for me in this minute. But what did you find uh, in Neptune's Net?
1: Okay, so I had a question for you, and you might have to go rewatch the minute book ending. Brian and Dom. And actually, you know what? Wes may know the answer to this too, because he's been to Neptune's Net. Book ending Brian and Dom on opposite sides along the railing. It looks like there's two stainless steel ashtrays attached to the railing. Did you notice these?
0: No, I gotta take another look. Hold on. I
1: can't imagine what else they would be, right? There's like two things there. It's not like they're like like they're attached to the railing and it looks like you could you used to be able to like stand at the railing and smoke, but it also doesn't fit Next it to the table. It almost tables. looks
0: like elementary school, like water fountains, but it's clearly not those. Like they have the same kind of shape.
1: Yeah, you get what I'm saying? It's like a bowl, so I'm thinking it's it's probably an ashtray, right?
0: Yeah, I would guess it's probably ashtray.
1: But I would, they just are an inconvenient spot or a convenient spot, depending on how you feel about this.
0: I mean, I guess it's probably like while you're, I mean, it's, I don't know, because like there's tables there, but it, it almost feels like the kind of place where you can just stand there and like admire the ocean and then just like ash your cigarette, but like there's tables there, so it's, I don't, I don't know, it's a weird.
1: Yeah, like why wouldn't you want to put the table right next to the ashtray so you would like smoke at your table as opposed to like standing next to another table and then smoke near them and the other thing was you know look on the table I mean there's really nothing on this table besides like shrimp and a tray right they do have hot sauce on the table so I was asking Rachel do you think this is Texas Pete's it kind of looks like a Texas Pete's kind of hot sauce bottle and so she's like why don't you go to Yelp and see pictures of Neptune's net now, they oh. probably use the same hot sauce, right? And what I discovered was, is they no longer stock any of these things that are on the table, so we can't use that. But I thought Damn. that was interesting, anyways, that, you know, they used to keep hot sauce, salt, pepper, napkin holder on the tables. They don't do that anymore. Yeah, so those were my two big takeaways from that. I, I didn't get any of the cars in the background. You can't read the signs because there's you know, focused on the faces and stuff like that.
0: We also don't really get a sense of the people at the tables around Brian and Dom. There is a couple, a guy in a wetsuit that has the top half. I want to call it unbuttoned. It's not unbuttoned, maybe unzipped. He's just he's unzipped, got of flapping around yeah. his waist. And a girl in a bikini walk by. They sit down behind Brian. We see another couple of women in like cover-ups, I think. It's like the, like the shame, or whatever. Sarong, yeah.
1: Sarong, yeah. yes.
0: As they walk by, just like they have the swimsuit on underneath. And they walk by just you know just so they're not just walking around like in a bikini or whatever. So they walk by. We don't really see anybody new. I thought for a second that the guy in the swim pants, the surf pants, and the girl in the bikini we'd seen outside. But it wasn't them. So the guy with the – remember we had that whole conversation about like, the yes. surfboard or surf shorts or surf pants mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's the guy at the table closest to the camera. Okay. So we had talked about that last minute. But I, in my brain, because we haven't done that in a week, I was like, did we – because I remember seeing somebody – with those pants but it's like it's not it's the other guy so he's in here it's just a different guy also so yes it
1: makes sense makes sense i follow
0: anything else about this minute minute 69 before we uh come up with a trivia question
1: i actually kind of like how gonna give them the benefit of the doubt and say it was intentionally bare in this scene to focus intently on dom and brian and this conversation as much as there is stuff in the background it's like out of focus and so bare that you're like really honed in on what they're saying which yeah. is cool.
0: So now the trivia question the it's I think it's obvious although I don't I just don't know what else to ask. What are Brian and Dom eating for lunch at Neptune's Net?
1: I had a question that's kind of similar i'm gonna throw it at you tell me what you think i was gonna my question was gonna be what is brian's meal ticket oh okay how do you like that that was my thoughts when i was watching the minute
0: we could do both because i think there's like an easy one and a hard one it's like oh i got this one i got i can i can do this and it's like, wait a minute i don't know
1: but i don't know what the other answers are can you help me get the other what answers does for that one?
0: say brian's quote meal ticket is. Okay, so first let's do the eating for lunch. So we got shrimp, obviously. We could do uh lobster rolls. Oh chicken sandwiches. Yeah. And one of those Tune
1: things. on tune on rye, no crust. Tuna on white, <laughs> no crust.
0: And then what does Dom say Brian's meal ticket is? So it's what does he say? That cool of yours. So yeah. quote his his quote
1: cool. His cool demeanor. His lead foot. Yep. Yeah.
0: Now is is his level headedness is that too different? Or is that too similar?
1: No, that's, that's different enough. The cool demeanor and level-headedness, I think, are different.
0: His level-headedness, his cool demeanor, his lead foot, his level-headedness, and we could just say his sweet, <laughs> his blue,
1: blue eyes. I was going to say that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that sweet, sweet ass of yours, Brian.
0: So what are Brian and Dom eating for lunch at Neptune's Net? Of course, shrimp. And what does Dom say Brian's meal ticket is? His cool demeanor.
1: Perfect. I love it. That was good. I, that, yeah, cool. I'm glad, yeah. That worked.
0: So Joe, let's take a break. Let us come back and hear a word from our sponsor. Let's talk about the Blues Brothers two thousand. That's the one you wanted us to talk about, right Justin? The Blues Brothers two thousand? <laughs>
1: Welcome back to Too Fast, Too Forever. This is episode number 103, The Blues Brothers. This episode is brought to you by Dodge. The Dodge brand vehicle is for everyone, and they offer special... Special offers and incentives to make it worth your while from deals for military members to FCA USA LLC employee discounts, dealer cash incentives, and FCA US LLC affiliate company codes. They encourage you to check out their deals in your area so you can buy or lease a new Dodge brand vehicle today. Shout out Dodge.
0: Sometimes you just need a new Dodge. You know, sometimes an old car doesn't work, you need a new yeah, Dodge. Doing- Thank you, Dodge.
1: Yeah, they're doing 4th of July um, $10 per horsepower power dollars cash allowance right now. Oof. Wow. Wow.
0: Wow, wow, wow. 4th of
1: July special. Yeah, man.
0: Well, so thank you to Justin for suggesting the Blues Brothers. It was on our list of car movies to do, but we did it not was. have it in this lap, but we did it now. So if anybody has not seen the Blues Brothers, it's basically Jake Blues, who is John Belushi, He's yep. just out of jail. Is yep. picked up by his brother, Dan Aykroyd, who plays yep. Elwood Blues.
1: He picks him up in a cop car, Yes. a Dodge Monaco, yep. from jail. The irony yep. of that is so beautiful. That's how the movie like kind of starts after the weird industrialization part. Yes.
0: And they're on a mission from God to raise funds for the orphanage where they grew up. The only thing they can do is what they do best, play music. So they get the old band back together and set it on their way while getting into a bit of trouble... Here and
1: there, they have to go see the penguin as they call her, which is awesome. And Rachel somehow didn't connect that the penguin was the nun until like in the nun's office. I was was
0: thinking about that as a double Joe connection because, of course, penguins number one, you love the penguins, but number two, also corporal punishment from an authority figure in a religious institution because she beats the shit out of the Blues Brothers and you have gotten wrapped on your fan in your hands and your body or whatever
1: by nuns actually on that's yes i i you know spent 12 years in catholic school so i was telling rachel i have no idea how there's i have not met not one nice nun in my entire life they're all just miserable giving your life to god or something really pisses you off so that's what they <laughs> they've I've never met one that was like i'm so joyous to like teach you guys um a funny catholic school story that wasn't with the nun though as we were watching you know the scene with the penguin at the very beginning i remember the story when we were in high school we had this um latin teacher that we used to like fuck with a lot right he was a little crazy we'd fuck with okay. him a lot yeah. and one of my favorite pranks well, like pretty much we would go into class every day and just try to like pull off a very elaborate prank that was like our whole day right like, cool. we would, like okay yeah, yeah yeah we'd plan it in other classes we'd come together somebody would like pitch we'd all pitch our ideas and whoever had the best like dumbest idea that's what we would do and one of my favorite like most innocuous ones because like some of them were like very terrible and we should have been beaten for them (laughs) but like one of my favorite favorite most innocuous ones was we knew he would be writing on the board that day and he didn't do that often because we'd always fuck with him as soon as he'd turn around we were sitting there and we decided that we would just inch our desks up every time he'd turn around so like every time he would go to like and turn around and write something on the board everybody would just be like hoot and like pick up like pick up their desk and move like one step forward forward 25 30 minutes into class like my one friend who was in the first row had his desk on top of the teacher's desk because you know you have like those high school desks right yeah yep. and it's like one panel like his desk was covering the teacher like his his chair was so close his knees were like into the teacher's desk and then two of my other friends had like reached the their goal was to reach the blackboard up against the front wall and so like we kept just like moving up moving up moving up until they were like on both sides of him and like two kids were like at his desk and like he was just like surrounded like we had like encroached him they're moving around in the desks you, you see them trying to like scurry back
0: did he ever catch on to it did he catch on to it
1: oh absolutely oh, yeah. i mean yeah yeah i mean he was crazy but but not like you know completely senile right like he was eventually like what the fuck are you guys doing and then he would get mad and he would like run to go grab like somebody to yell at us that like had authority and by the time he would do it we would like rearrange everything back right so then like the dean of dismo would come down he'd be like they moved all the desks everywhere and we'd be like we've just been sitting here he's crazy you know what I mean like we move all of our desks back into like the right spot and we're like I don't know what he's talking about and like because if you get like the whole class in on it then yeah so it was just like you know we were playing this game forever but that's that was one of my favorite high school moments like I just see my Friend with his, de- like, where he turns around and his desk is overlapping the teacher's. It was great. It was one of my favorite. F- yeah. That
0: so reminds me, it's not nearly as good of a story, but my seventh grade math teacher was named Mr. Butts. Not a joke. Okay. Mr. Butts with a Z. B-U-T-T-Z. And he was he was a fine teacher. He wasn't a great teacher, but he was a fine teacher. He was just an old dude and he would teach yeah. from his desk at the back of the class. And he would be like, instead of having, instead of him writing on the board, this is what reminded me, instead of him writing on the board, he would have a, a student go up there and basically write for him. Like he would sort of talk or okay. whatever. So it was an interesting yeah. thing, but it was kind of like, a, he's just an old dude. He doesn't want to move, whatever. The once or twice per year that the he was being evaluated like, because, you know, principal or whoever come around do evaluations, yep. to make sure that all his yep. teachers were doing everything. He was a complete 180, like, up at the front of the room, like, gesturing wildly and be like, Look at me. Like, I'll get a great of a teacher I am. And just like, Guy, like, who are you fooling? Like, nobody, <laughs> like, we know that you're, this isn't you. And like, the principal <laughs> has to know it's not you either. Because, like, 179 yeah. days out of the year, he's sitting in the back of the classroom, just like, yeah, and then go up there, and then, then what do you do? And then this one day, he's like, all right, and then here we go, and I'm going to show you math. It's like, oh, all right, <laughs> guy, what are you doing, my man? Yeah, relax, bud.
1: Yeah. That's awesome, though.
0: Anyway, like the it. Blues Brothers, here's what surprised me a little bit.
1: When was the last time you've seen this, by the way? Sorry, before... Well, so just... I've
0: only seen it once before. I was telling you last night that when I was in college, I watched a lot of classic movies. Both yes. You know, old, like, vintage, like, 40s, 50s, 60s, like... A lot of movies that are considered, like, the best movies or the most fun movies for people's, like, beloved movies, I've only seen really once. And yep. I was in college, like, usually, like, over the summer when I wasn't working, I would have just, like, watch a movie or two a day, and I would go to the library and rent out, like, five movies and watch those. Then go get another five, and I had Netflix and whatever, and which yeah. is an ongoing thing. I was just, like, consuming so many of these movies that I've only seen once. So I saw it then, and I haven't seen it since. And I know, I think from what I gathered, you
1: are kind of the same way? I've definitely seen it. I've seen it, like, this is another one of these movies. I've seen it as a kid with my dad. I don't think that I've really seen the Blues Brothers in, like, over a decade but I remember vaguely and I don't know if you have trivia about this or not or if I'm just misremembering but there was a period of time when I was in like right in high school I couldn't find this movie anywhere like you could only Hmm. find Blues Brothers 2000 you couldn't find the original
0: which is bad
1: yeah so I remember and now you know at the time granted I was trying to illegally download it and Justin said that he had a copy of the DVD that he bought in high school I would assume that I just couldn't find it somewhere but I remember trying to watch the Blues Brothers, and there was like a period of time where like, I was trying to rewatch in high school, and I couldn't find a copy of it, and I don't know if they weren't making it, or if it like, you know, maybe it was just on VHS and not on DVD yet, or if I missed it, or what, I remember this.
0: I don't have any new, I don't have any trivia on that. What I do know is that the original cut for this movie was 160 minutes long. It was like a roadshow, like when Tarantino brought the Hateful Eight out, he wanted to have this roadshow version where like, there was an overture in the beginning, and there was an intermission, it's kind of this whole like, traveling, like it's a theatrical, Event it's not just the movie yeah. you're experiencing like a show and yep. so there was going to be an intermission or whatever the studio was like no you can't do that yeah. and then they eventually yeah. I think they screened it once some version I think was kind of like this because there's a two hour and thirteen minute version and there's a two hour and twenty eight minute version we both watched the extended one yes I think they screened once a version that was kind of like what we watched like the two hour and twenty eight minute one and then the studio was like you need to make this shorter and so we got yeah. like fifteen minutes and so the theatrical version was two hours and 13 minutes and okay. so when Justin said watch this movie he told us to watch a the theatrical version and you were like no I'm watching a long one Joey you watch it too I was like all right fine like well, I don't care I
1: don't care in a two hour and 15 minute movie like how much time are you really saving right like what's the difference this is this is your $400 versus $500 outdoor set yeah what do you really saving in here bud just go I mean watch it's a very 15. long
0: movie either way right exactly it's like, yeah so that's my one complaint oh the, the ice cream man's outside and he just stopped outside my house he drives around town, but he stopped outside. Maybe he knows we're talking about the Blues Brothers. Ice cream and cones. and now he's now he's going again. Anyway okay. <laughs> My one complaint about this movie, by the end I was fully on board. But I think number one this movie is way too long. I think that it is I agree. I was talking to my friends because the Tub Talk guys we were talking recently about like length of movies, and they were like, every song should be under three minutes, and every movie should be under ninety minutes. So I was like, you can't really argue with that. Like, there are movies that like justify longer, but this is kind of just like a goofy, silly, then becomes over the top comedy, and it's two and a half hours long. It's like, what are you doing?
1: They could have High School Musical this, cut it down, but then gave you like all of the full length musical numbers you know what i mean like
0: yeah yes, like that, yes. but
1: that's just the beginning of it right like because you're still it like even you know they did that and you're still at 215 i really like this movie there's nothing that i don't enjoy about it but at the same time it it definitely is long
0: Because the other thing, and I think this couples with that a little bit, is that this movie takes time to get going. Like, it starts off as a serious movie, then quickly becomes not a serious movie. But, like, him leaving jail, and you don't see John Belushi's face, and, like, they're going for something, then they're going to invert it. And that works, but it takes a while to really get you on its side. And I think once you get on its side like once it wins you over you're like okay cool I'm here for the ride but I think the fact that it's very very long and that it takes a while to really like what is this movie actually trying to be or trying to do and I think a lot of people who went into this knew them from SNL right like they knew the Blues Brothers characters oh also I do want to say Dan Aykroyd who wrote this screenplay his original version was a 384 page screenplay so just for your (laughs) reference the rule of thumb is that every page of a screenplay is about a minute yeah Yep. so this is like a six hour six (laughs) plus hour thing. He wanted it to be two movies. It was going to be called The Return of the Blues Brothers, and so John Landis, who directed this movie, was like, hey, we can't do this. And he spent three weeks cutting it down. So, like, this original vision of this was like insane. And I yeah. still think what wound up on screen is kind of insane. Oh yeah, but it's still like not at all like what it could have been. Like I think it was always going to be long. If there's somehow a 90-minute version of this, like I would love to see that. Like I don't know if you can. I don't know if the story that it's telling can be told in 90 minutes, but like I would love to see that.
1: I think you can cut some like just when we were talking about this and you were bringing up that it's long, there's a very extended scene where he parks the car under the bridge. It's mm-hmm. like a 2 or 3 minute scene. And like what do you really get from like there's some things you can cut out
0: this is what surprised me this is actually what sort of began this kind of tangent is that this movie feels like the kind i know that like snl probably has like somewhat of a global appeal but this feels like the kind of movie like generally the movies that do well overseas are like action movies because they're like you don't need to understand the words you could just understand like the explosions and just sort of be like wowed by the spectacle and i guess to a certain extent the music videos, essentially, that are in this, you know, the extended musical numbers could translate, but I'm still thinking, like, this is a movie that's going to do most of its bank in the U.S. and nothing overseas, but actually 50.3%, 58 million of the one sixteen it made was done overseas. Like, this movie was going to be, like, a flop until it kind of did really well overseas, which is kind of baffling to me, a little bit.
1: I think you nailed it with what you said, is it like, it was the appeal of having musicians do the musical numbers in it, if you pitch this movie as an American musical, it makes sense.
0: There was a really shitty thing that I read. Let me find out where this was. Universal kept trying to get the filmmakers to replace the blues and soul stars with more contemporary successful acts. John Landis stuck yes. to guns, but because he did, some large theater chains refused to book it in theaters in white
1: neighborhoods, which is, Yeah, they claimed it was too black. It was a a black movie. And did you hear, like, did you read, well, well, we read this article, and it was about the cocaine budget of the Blues Brothers. I I have
0: three different trivia bits about cocaine, but go ahead. Yes.
1: In a terrible, terrible bout of racism, they, like, sat down with one of the theater owners, right? Like, a a large theater chain owner. He's like, I'll play this in Compton, but I won't play it anywhere else. And he's like, why wouldn't you play it anywhere else? He's like, I don't want black people in the white neighborhoods to go see this movie.
0: It's not like they're like fringe black performers. It's like Aretha Franklin, it's James Brown, Cab Calloway, it's like huge, huge names.
1: Ray Charles! (sighs) Like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's not like, yeah, that's what I'm saying, dude. It was rough. That's just very, very shitty and I feel bad about it. When I was reading that, I was like, oh, I didn't even consider this darkness, the dark undertow of the Blues Brothers, like, getting this movie made and, like, where they were playing it and stuff like that and how fucked that is.
0: You could market this as just, like, two white dudes saving Blues. Like, it's just the same thing. Like, it's kind
1: of like Gosling saving Jazz, right? This could definitely be a white savior movie where, like, the two white guys save Blues and isn't that the, like, like every racist wet dream of a movie, right? Like that's what you want, right? The like, two white oh, guys are the heroes in a in a very predominantly black movie. Like
0: the movie was considered mostly a flop until it did well overseas because the budget was 30 million dollars, which at the time was one of the most expensive movies ever made. Yeah. At the same time, Steven Spielberg was making a movie called 1941, which I haven't seen. I think it's a comedy, but it flopped hard. Like that Also really... starring Belushi and Dan Aykroyd. Yes. It's this weird kind of like coinciding thing where like there are rumors that John Landis and Steven Spielberg were having like a friendly rivalry like who can make a more expensive movie and like they both but like this movie did really well well enough to have a sequel that didn't that people kind of hate it's a, it's a very expensive movie, but also I think something that did not bode well for it is that it was released on the same day as a movie, I don't know if you've heard of it, it's called Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back. Oh, God. So, even if you're like, uh. I want to go see a new Carrie Fisher movie, it's like, well, which one? It's like, I don't know, oh. the, the good one. Like, not the, not that this is, but you know what I mean? Like, there's like yeah. the biggest movie, like, people, like, Many, many, and again, this is Justin's favorite movie. I don't like, again, I'm saying all this, like, and I really, really like this movie. I love this movie. And I don't, yeah. And I don't mean this to shit on the Blues Brothers. But no, like, definitely not. I get Blues it. Blues Brothers is a, a people's favorite movie. It's Justin's favorite movie. But then to release it on the day that, like, probably if you had to say, like, what is the number, like, what is the most people on the planet's favorite movie? It might be Empire Strikes You know what I mean? Like, It, it it's really like, might be, yeah. Everything was stacked against this movie, and it still overcame it. So,
1: wow. I know. Holy fuck, dude. Oh, right? God. Everybody was probably, like, amped for fucking Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, they were probably, like, ripped. And, like, this was when you get Star Wars, like, waiting outside the theater all weekend. You know yep. what I mean? Like, you can't even buy tickets early. There's no Fandango. So, like, yeah, the, for the Blues Brothers to be released that weekend, it would have to be, like, the only... <laughs> Like, the people that were seeing it were the ones that, like, couldn't get Star Wars tickets somehow. And they're like, okay, well, there's, like, another movie we can go see with... K- it also has Carrie Fisher in it, so yeah. we'll just go see that one. A great... That's a great consolation prize, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: I mean, these are both great movies. Carrie Fisher is great in both of them, but... Oh, wow. yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, so let's talk about the cocaine before we talk about the movie, because I have three different trivia bits about cocaine. Tell me. And then there's another bit, too. So, like you mentioned, you can probably fill in a little bit more from that article. According to Dan Aykroyd, cocaine was included in the film's budget to help yes. the cast and crew stay awake during the night shoots. Yes. According to Ackroyd, John Belushi enjoyed it the most and felt that it enhanced his performance.
1: Which makes sense, right? This is like the Chris Farley factor, the guy that needs to be like all energy. Yep. I get it. And also like a lot of stress and pressure. Yeah, so Dan Aykroyd claims that he like did cocaine to keep him awake, but John Belushi like, cocaine. John Belushi had to have a handler at some point, right?
0: Something that maybe kind of counters this rumor is that John Landis denies this, but he says at one point John Landis went into John Belushi's trailer and found a gigantic pile of cocaine Mm -hmm. which he flushed down the toilet and then John Belushi got like really mad when he found out what he did. John Landis punched John Belushi in the face and Belushi collapsed into tears. And so again, John Landis denies this, but it feels like just like a charged set with like coke addled actors and crew and everything. Oh, yeah. And Carrie Fisher's all yacked out, too. If you're the director and you're like, you don't want everybody on coke. Like, just, like, it's your job. Just be awake at night. You know what I mean?
1: So, I don't know. I don't know. If I was a director, I. Th- it depends on, like, what level of coke they're doing. If they're doing John Belushi levels where they're, like, not getting out of their trailer and fucked up then I can see how that's annoying. But, like, if, like, everybody was generally doing, like, a mild amount of cocaine, and you were like, oh, I can shoot for 18 hours a day, you'd be like, this is great. So, yeah.
0: The third part is that this is, I think, what you maybe referenced with The Handler, is that when John Belushi wasn't on set, he went everywhere in Chicago. And everywhere he went, people would slip him cocaine which is in addition to either what's in the rider, what they had, or what he just, like, you know, his dealers or whatever got for him. And apparently, and I don't know why, and this seems kind of shitty, but John Landis told Carrie Fisher, maybe because she's a woman, I don't know, but basically keep an eye on him and keep him away from drugs. No, they were friends. She was also engaged to Dan Aykroyd, though. Like, it feels like a weird... Yeah,
1: but Dan Aykroyd and Carrie Fisher got engaged because John Belushi was friends with Carrie Fisher.
0: There's also a thing that said Carrie Fisher became engaged to the shoot after he saved her from choking... By apparently applying the Heimlich Maneuver, so. Ooh, interesting. You know, he saved saved her life. It's the Chuck Palahniuk choke thing.
1: Yeah, great. Carrie
0: Fisher said that, like, everywhere, almost everyone on the set either had cocaine, like, was basically a dealer, or knew somebody who was a dealer, or whatever. So, like, it was impossible to keep him in line.
1: I was reading that Dan Aykroyd called John Belushi America's guest.
0: Yes. Do you know that story, though? Do you know why?
1: Yes, yes. This is really cool, because one night they were shooting late. In, like a parking lot, John just like wasn't, like Belushi just wasn't around. He just disappeared. Right? Yeah. And he's like, saw this house that had lights on across the street, like the only house across the street. And he like walks up and like knocks on the door. He's like, Hey, we're shooting a movie here. Did anybody come in here and they're like, Oh, Belushi? The story that I heard is even like crazier than that. It's just, Go like, ahead, tell me. He
0: went, he was going, he, like the only house that had lights on. He was going, he's like, Hey, he was, he had this whole like thing, of, like, you know, I'm Dan Akra. We're shooting a movie, The Blues Brothers. I'm looking for John Belushi. But he knocks on the door. The guy's like, You looking for Belushi? He's like, He's right here. He just came over, asked me. (laughs) a sandwich and a glass of milk and just pass that on the couch it's like
1: oh that's so crazy it makes me so happy can you imagine hanging out with John Belushi in this time in Chicago where he's like a fucking you know superstar like there was all these stories about like um, Dan Aykroyd said he used to hail um, police cars as taxis did you hear this
0: no I did not no
1: yeah, he said, like, when they were shooting Blues Brothers, he would just, like, wave his hand, and the police would pull up, and they'd be like, Belushi? He'd be like, yeah, and they'd be like, where are you going? And they'd just hop in the back of the police car, and they would drive him home, like, wherever the fuck they were. It's craziness, man.
0: I mean, there is obviously the dark side of this, that he would die from a drug overdose just two oh, years yeah. after this movie came out, so, like, fame and stardom and everything is a tough pull to bear man. in people, and, you know, especially, like, when you're saying, you know, like, when you're the guy who has to always be on, and you can't just be a guy... You know, Mm -hmm. like Dan Aykroyd is like a comedic actor and he has to be funny and be on. But he's also like a guy who just like thinks about aliens. It's like, well, I don't know what you're doing, man. But okay, for John Belushi, like you can't just be John Belushi like at a party. Like You have to be John Belushi at a party. You know what I mean? So
1: this is like the Burt Kreischer thing, the machine. And like he's like now that Burt Kreischer is a famous comedian, if you guys don't know, he tells this story that. I love Bert as the machine, and he tells a story about, like, drinking with Russian gangsters. And now that he's told the story and his life is based off of, uh, Van Wilder's based off of his life, that he's like, every time like I go on tour now, everybody just wants to get me drunk, right? Like, that's the goal of it. Everybody wants to drink with Bert Kreischer. So I can imagine that, like, yes, if you were John Belushi at the time, everybody just wants to do cocaine with John Belushi, and you also have to be funny John Belushi the whole time. And that's a lot of pressure. Yeah, you, you'd be really torn, right? Like, what version of it is is you and there was like stories of his wife saying that like he wasn't like a super when he was with her he would like just chill on the couch like yeah. he's not like a party animal all the time so it's like that rock star lifestyle man like he had to keep up the image so I mean how many
0: dorm rooms have a picture of him in the sh- in the shirt that says college right like oh, it's just like thousand, yeah
1: he's that guy so it would definitely be rough man
0: i do appreciate this movie for giving schlubby guys halloween costume ideas since 1980 it's just like hey we're both out of shape dudes who like own a black
1: suit (laughs) what can we be oh we could be the blues brothers yeah and who's the skinnier one you're elwood oh I'm,
0: I'm i'm a little bit taller and a little bit thinner but also not really but yeah okay okay
1: i love their suits and honestly i think that this is like one of the crispiest looks between like this and when I was flying home I was reading the book Mindhunter and in the show Mindhunter and in the book Mindhunter they were talking about like FBI agents had to wear like you know black suit white shirt black tie and I'm like damn dude why do we ever get rid of that look like I would wear this every day. I love how clean it looks and like how simple it is. Minus like, I I don't want to like dress like the Blues Brothers every day, but like the black suit, black tie, black leather shoes. That's like top tier for me. I think everybody looks good in it. You know what I mean? Like it's perfect.
0: Well, I have two comments on the attire, there was this whole big trivia on IMDb about the only times that Dan that the only times they ever take off their hats and glasses. And I was just thinking, you know, we just watched Smoking the Bandit and Bandit only takes his hat off for one thing. And like in this movie,
1: mm-hmm. they're not taking their hats
0: off to have sex, but it's like They very rarely, like, this is the look, and this is who they are, and it's part of their persona. And I think it's kind of funny. I mean, completely different movies, but, like, the hats are equally a part of who Bandit and the Blues Brothers are.
1: Yeah, good catch. I agree. That's awesome. The sunglasses and the thing, yeah.
0: The other thing I want to point out was that apparently, according to IMDb, and it makes total sense, that this movie, the new music movement, and also in 1983, a couple years later, risky business these all like wildly repopularized the ray-ban wayfarers like they're just like oh oh yeah these cool ass sunglasses yes absolutely tom cruise blues
1: brothers yes please ray-bans are my favorite sunglasses of all time wayfarers top tier, they're my favorite sunglasses.
0: You know, I'm kind of surprised, to be honest, that, like, we haven't really had sunglasses play a, a dramatic role in the Fast and Furious. Like, I mean, in the, the Ferrari smoke on their sunglasses, but, like, it feels like the the movies, the Fast and Furious movies exude cool, that, like, they could just be like, hey, put these sunglasses on, like, well, but, like, everything just seems sort of, like, form over, or function over form. It doesn't seem it's like, like they're... It's a,
1: any... a lot of Oakleys. Yeah, there's no, like...
0: Like, even to the point where, like, I asked you, like, look up their sunglasses, you're like, they're just kind of generic, you know, whatever Oakleys. Oakley's, which
1: like yeah they were like Oakley shaped gas station specials right like right so when like, we like looked them up last time
0: it's weird it's like you have such an opportunity it's like you know they're they're clearly also, not shy about putting brands in things like Nas yeah. and Corona I mean those are I guess for historical purpose, like to make sure that they were true to the scene but like you know as the scene goes on like Budweiser and whatever like they don't mind marketing you know product placement in movies like have some cool ass sunglasses man
1: and if I could buy like Fast and the Furious edition Wayfarers, you know how fucking sick that would be with like you know do it for the buster on the inside or something, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, like how fucking cool would that be? I would, I would definitely have a pair of those. Mm-hmm. Like Ray Ban can't do a little partnership with them. Like, yeah, I don't get it. I, maybe like Oakley did or will. It, it feels like more of like an Oakley branding for Fast and the Furious than. Ray-Ban, in my opinion. Yeah. Function over form, for sure.
0: Do you have a favorite... What's your favorite song or favorite performance in this movie? There's probably about half an hour of music in the extended version.
1: I like the end scene right before they get in. You know what I mean? What's the song? Fuck. Minnie the Moocher. That one is probably the best musical number. As we were watching the movie last night, we were I was messaging Justin, like, thank you for picking this. This is such a joyous movie, and it was really what I needed right now. We were pausing to, like, make some dinner stuff. I was rewatching that scene, because that's awesome. But I think the funniest scene, and, like, one of my personal favorites, is the rawhide in the fucking bar. That's yep. just, like, so classic, right? Like, you play, like, a theme song of a TV show, and, like, that's what gets them going, like... Come on, like that's just the the comedy is too beautiful for it not being that like complicated.
0: That was my favorite. I wrote down that I think theme from Rawhide is my favorite song because like they're just dunking on country bumpkins, right? Yeah, Yeah. like they're playing great music and these people are like, this isn't this isn't the music that I want to listen to or whatever. And they're throwing. So they play Rawhide, and it's like this was. It reminded me of the movie Roadhouse because like the same kind of like I was gonna say that. Do you think that this is
1: the same bar as Roadhouse? This
0: bar was shot in Georgia. I didn't see anything on. I'm to be about Roadhouse, but I could Google roadhouse and it looks so similar
1: to me i that's the first thought that i had i said it to rachel too like with the chicken wire and the throwing the beers at the band i was like this is so roadhouse to me
0: i mean if it's not the same bar it has to be like modeled after the same kind like this has there has to be so many bars were just like dumb
1: yeah was this like a thing in old honky tonks that like because i have no i I love classic honky tonk music right but like i have no culture of it i have no like i i never was there i was never in a place that had it so like was that common, or is this like? A ju- I, have no I idea. guess it has to have been like a like a real commonality that, that it had, right? Like,
0: I would think a lot of bars probably had this because, like, otherwise, every everybody, everybody would be talking about like. Oh, yeah, like that, that one bar that was used in Roadhouse and Blues Brothers.
1: Yeah, it must have been more common than we think. On the note of things from a movie, how much... Okay, so they're in Chicago. They go to a nice restaurant. Is this the same restaurant from Ferris Bueller?
0: Oh, well, speaking of Ferris Bueller, today on the High School Slumber Party, weirdly enough, Brian is covering Ferris Bueller's Day Off.
1: Shout out Brian Rodriguez, High School Slumber Party. One of my favorite movies, too. But did just not feel like the Abe Froman Sausage King of the Midwest restaurant? Is it not, like, very similar? And they're yep. in Chicago. So, like, when I was watching that, like, I saw that one. We get to the, the honky-tonk, and I'm like, this is fucking Roadhouse. And I was like, are they doing some kind of, like, homage to, like, these other movies? Or are who was inspiring who and which way did it go? But I feel like these kind of have to be related, right? Like they're similar.
0: Let's put a pin on that for one second. We come back to that in a second, but I googled and I took a little while, but Roadhouse Blues is like a thing. It's like searching Roadhouse and Blues Brothers yeah. doesn't exactly make it. But like there's a thing on Reddit from eight months ago, which is actually relatively recently considering these movies came out in the eighties. Yes. User Zinzai the White Guy, okay, says okay. In movies from the eighties like the Blues Brothers and Roadhouse, they depict bars with the band playing behind a chicken wire screen and the crowd throws bottles at the screen of the band. How common is slash was the installation of chicken wire seemingly for that purpose? And the top mm. response says it's not as common now as it was back in the day but i'm sure if you go deep enough into into the south you can find bars with a caged stage low end bars with the rowdy patrons had to offer protection to the performers or else they wouldn't be able to get any
1: so it was a thing that's cool that's a fact that i never knew like i mean seeing roadhouse and not remembering this like i definitely was like oh okay this is a thing right but i couldn't tell if this was like a common thing or just like a roadhouse thing like are they trying to depict this to be like the craziest bar but then you see it in blues brothers and you're like maybe this was like a recurring theme in a bunch of bars who knows
0: so i'm thinking so to bring up your point about the restaurants in this and Ferris Bueller and the bars in these two movies, it feels like either they're the same bar, which seems kind of weirdly unlikely, or... They're just the kind of bars that you find in the South and the kind of restaurants you find yes. in Chicago where it's like people who wrote these things, who grew up in these places, like want to incorporate a part of their history, part of their childhood, a part of their city. Uh, and that so makes it sense. It makes yeah. sense, right? It's just like this is the kind of bar, the kind of restaurant that I spent a lot of time in, whatever.
1: Like between Ferris and and John Belushi like we knew that there was these expensive like hoity-toity restaurants out there but like we never ate there and we weren't supposed to be there and everybody knew we weren't supposed to be there so like we're gonna make a joke about that not that like they're not talking about one restaurant they're just talking about their out-of-place feelings at a restaurant like this yep that makes sense I get it
0: so now this movie is so we were talking about when Justin messaged us about this movie and about it being you know a classic car movie wanting us to cover it it's the kind of movie that like you think about like you don't really think about it as a car movie but like it very clearly is because if is. you're naming characters in the movie there's the blues brothers and then there's their car essentially
1: yeah the Bluesmobile. yep
0: even without that like even if you know even think about it like that like it has two of the greatest car chases i think in like any
1: movie ever probably right justin really nailed it this has two of the best car chases we've seen and we've watched all the great car chase movies. You know what I mean? Like all the classic ones that like people talk about and say are like some of the greatest of all time. These two are like, They're fun. They cause a ton of destruction. I don't know what you could really do to top it. Like, these are great.
0: So there's the chase at the end, which used 500 extras because it's crazy. Basically, the entire city of Chicago was after them as they're just trying to pay the $5,000 or whatever to get the orphanage,
1: you know, to be funded. And like every time there's a wreck, they wreck like 30 cop cars in this wreck.
0: So this movie set a record for wrecking mm-hmm. 103 cars during filming. And then two years later, a movie called The Junk Man, which I don't know, wrecked 150 cars and a plane. And then The Matrix Reloaded in 2003 wrecked over 300 cars. Because I think just like that, they literally built the highway in the middle of the Australian desert to shoot yeah. this movie. Like, of course, they're going to wreck a bunch of cars. Like, why would you not? If you build a highway, like wreck some cars, right? But
1: Yeah, this is funny. This is the one fact that when I told my dad I watched the Blues Brothers this morning, he was like, you know that they've wrecked like the most cars in that movie of like any other movie at the time, right? And I was like, that's funny that like he spouted off this fact to me. You know, like that was like his Blues Brothers fact. And as a man that doesn't have a cell phone or use the internet, it was funny that this is his... You know, he's, he wasn't reading IMDb facts or something.
0: Yeah, as, so. a, as a man who drinks water to get over a heart attack, you know. Yeah,
1: this was the, the manliest fact he could remember, right?
0: What I do love about the car chases and the car scene, we see this a couple times at the end, this movie's version of Nas is basically just stepping on the gas pedal harder. <laughs> like, it it just, like, he slams it down, like, he floors it, and, like, the car hops. Jumps. Like, it's just, it's all, it's insane.
1: I was thinking about it, I was laughing because um, in the Boomer car group, they always talk about, like, there's, like, a car guy, an old car guy idiom, I guess, or, like, phrase that they say that, like, the car was so fast it could jump a Coke can. Do you ever hear this before? No,
0: no but, I mean, we don't run in the same circles online.
1: The idea was, and, like, I've heard, you know, old guys say this before, and it's, like, when you would step on the gas pedal, like, the, the front would lift up. Like Dom's Charger, right? Like, okay. it could ju- it could jump a Coke can from a standstill. Like, there was so much rear torque that, like, the front end would lift up, and you could raise the front higher than a Coke can, so, like, six. inches or whatever seven inches whenever he would step on it the car like bunny hops though right like he like jumps over shit with the with the gas pedal which is incredible to me and that's what i kept thinking of when i was watching
0: they're encountering so like the car the nazis car which there's nazis in this movie and very timely also very timely is like cops and nazis not being on the same side interesting interesting Like the Nazi car at the end falls from basically just like infinitely high up and falls through the street. And so there's like
1: a car sized hole in the street, right? Yep. Like an Italian job sized hole. Yes. And
0: yeah. the Bluesmobile is coming up on that hole. All Dan Aykroyd does is he just steps on the gas harder and mm-hmm. the car jumps over the hole. It's like, oh, okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, at least car, the movie's man.
0: consistent in like in how they solve problems.
1: There was like another part where like they go off like this bridge and they start flying, like the car starts flying, mm-hmm. and I had to like get Rachel to pause and rewind. I was like, "What did I just mi-? like?" I like looked at my phone for a second, and the car was like, "I saw them going up the bridge," and like I look at my phone, and then like the, what well, the Nazis were flying too, right? So like mm-hmm. I'm like watching, I'm like, "What the fuck did I miss in this?" It was like, "Oh no, the cars were just flying." Like, okay, cool, yeah. that makes sense. cars
0: don't fly. That's what Jack says, but cars don't wrong. fly.
1: He's gotta see Blues Brothers. Exactly.
0: Not only did the car fly, but it like metaphorically flies because they they show the speedometer. So again, to bring up Jenny's point from an email before, they show foot pedals in this movie. They They do. Gassing and braking. But they Mm -hmm. also show the speedometer, and the car shows and they actually went 118 miles an hour. Like they actually got permission from the city to do two turns two tears through under like the elevated train they did 118 twice in the city they they cleared the streets and the second time they added in pedestrians like stunt pedestrians to give it more like a realistic look but what like the fuck? yeah they actually did $1, eighteen twice and they showed they show the speedometer like look how fast these guys are going
1: that's only a cocaine driven idea can you imagine you trying to tell like a movie studio today that you're going to do 118 with your stars? Or what? maybe it was stunt drivers. I
0: it don't had to be, I think it was probably stunt drivers. Oh, by the way, stunt drivers. Another trivia thing is that John Wayne's son, Ethan Wayne, who I didn't even know existed, was a stunt driver in this movie.
1: Oh, that's cool. I didn't know so, that. Yeah, so it had to be stunt drivers then. Yeah, Probably.
0: Yeah, you're not going to let, you know, a coke-addled John Belushi, even if he's not driving, like in a, in a car as a passenger, in a car doing 118 like, on city I bet city he tried streets, to get in right? there.
1: I bet he tried to get in there, though.
0: But the other car chase of significant note in this movie is the chase through the mall, which I found that I sent the link. I don't know if you watched the video. I mean, you don't really have to watch more than like a minute of video, but someone did stop-motion recreation of the car chase through the mall, and Uh. it's in Lego, and it's incredible.
1: Oh, that's so cool. No, I didn't get a chance to. I was doing work stuff this morning. So they have
0: the audio of the movie, and they just have it over them driving the car, driving the Bluesmobile through the mall, crashing through toy stores and kiosks and everything. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing to watch. Because, I mean, that chase is amazing. And just a, like the effort it takes to do stop-motion Lego It's like...
1: Oof. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. Very cool.
0: So, that mall was like a mall that had gone to disrepair. We've also talked about dead malls in here recently, right? Yeah,
1: we did, strangely. Yeah. So, it
0: was closed for over a year. Rumors spread that they were going to revitalize the mall because they, I guess, saw trucks like doing work or uh... whatever. But it was just the movie studio basically being like, we're going to rent this mall out and just drive around. Okay. And so, apparently, the city or somebody, some entity, sued Universal Studios for $87,000. For failure to, quote, return the mall to its original condition, which they never agreed upon. And then eventually, the anchor store Montgomery Ward was demolished, and then the rest of the mall just, like, rotted. And then in 2012, they finally bulldozed the rest of it. What fascinating actions did you see that we have not talked about yet?
1: We start the movie... We literally from the jump we get a bridge jump mm-hmm. with a with a drawbridge opening and then yep. jumping over it when he when he trying to tell him that you know he has this super fast new bluesmobile that's a police car with a police suspension cop tires cop suspension cop shots. yep.
0: Well, even before that, I mean, just like in lockup. I mean, we don't spend a ton of time in prison. But we spend time You're in right. prison in a couple different movies. I have that
1: note, too. Yeah, it, it was very reminiscent of the Statham Rock in prison type situation going on there, mm-hmm. right? Or even Brian and Braga. Oh, yeah. Good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Yeah, we get a little bit of a prison shot. I was Something that I was thinking that we need, but also is kind of cool, is we get another jump into water with the Winnebago. We've seen how many times have we seen a jump into water? And on the same note, I was thinking like, how do we not have more Winnebagos True. in Fast and the Furious? True, we've never seen one, right? We've had like a bus, we've had like the bus that Cipher or that um, Ramsey was on. That's a like kind of like a modern Winnebago, but like I want like a Breaking Bad style, old
0: the beige and
1: brown, yeah, the Crystal Ship, that kind of Winnebago. Yeah. Near the end, you know, they like the Nazis are chasing them. Is this like a thing that like the Nazis are driving station wagons?
0: There were a lot of things that I did not keep in the trivia. There's a lot of like a lot of the Nazi Im- not imagery, but like where they're meeting and why they're meeting and all this different stuff was like modeled after real life events from the '70s. So possibly that like Nazis like station wagons. I mean, I don't know German engineering. Maybe I don't know. No, because it's a Ford Pinto. Then maybe not. <laughs> I don't. I don't know.
1: I was looking at them and I was like, "Is this like like I could see if they were like Volkswagen? Like, oh, okay, they're driving like German cars, right? Like you were saying, but no, it's like it's they're just driving Ford Pinto station wagons. like, why? What kind of Nazi shit is that? Like, I just I just don't get it. What do we kind of Fast connections that you have. I
0: have those. I'm trying to see one that we didn't have that I feel like we could have, and it's not really a fast connection, but it's like a too fast, too forever connection. Is that I what? can't believe, like they're going around and assembling a team, right? They're like, we need to play music. We need like all of our band. We need, we're getting the band back together, right? And one thing that we've said recently, especially on this podcast, I can't believe we haven't got, we didn't get a single. You son of a bitch! I'm in. Like it feels like that's oh, like God. what everybody could have said, and nobody says. I was like, maybe it's out of character
1: for like Aretha Franklin to say that, but like, no. But like, oh man, John Belushi needed to give me a you son of a bitch! I'm in. Like when he gets the car and he's like, you picked me up in a cop car, and he's like, you son of a bitch! I'm in. Like once they jump the bridge or something, yeah. Fuck man, oh you just gave me like a huge negative in this movie by bringing up that they could have said that.
0: We also have, and this again, not a fast connection, but it's movies that we have covered. But there's the. Scene at the gas station when they're trying when they're on when they're due on stage and they're just like getting gas or whatever and so again we were talking about how we yeah we never see any gas stations in any movies and we've had like a handful of you know classic car movies this lap but then that british woman shows up right
1: twiggy she was like a super famous supermodel you know this right oh that was twiggy yes yeah they like show her at the end too in the credits
0: credited as chic lady
1: yes But they like at the end, like once the movie finishes, they're like, and this is Twiggy and this is Aretha Franklin. Gotcha. Okay.
0: But what I thought about her entire appearance here was that it reminded me a lot of Vanishing Point. And Ooh. how that whole thing at the end, because we just we just did vanishing point on the uh, film club that we run, and people yes. like talking about the difference between the U.S. and the U.K. version. But it's kind of like ethereal, because like I get that like Elwood is supposed to be like this like cool hip guy or whatever he's dressing cool, Brought he's got a, a cool mission car from or whatever a mission from God. But he's like, hey. If your date doesn't go well, meet me at this motel, and, like, basically, let's, let's just have sex all night. And she's like, maybe I'll take you up on that, Elwood. Like, it's feels a little too ethereal and floaty. And I get that's a joke. Like, I get that he's just kind of a schlubby guy, and, like, this woman is into him. And I think that's funny, but it just feels all kind of dreamlike, a little bit like vanishing point. Like, is this real, or is this just make-believe?
1: Yeah, is this his imagination of, like, how this played out? Yeah. Yeah. I get it.
0: But I do like after they're there for way too long, and then they're like, oh, shit, we gotta go. And then they just, you know, get out of there.
1: And and set the gas station on fire and blow it up.
0: Another fast-ish connection, you know, more so to another movie. We find out that Carrie Fish was credited, I think, as Mystery Woman. And the entire movie, she's just trying to kill the Blues Brothers. Yes, yes. The reason she is upset is because she was jilted, she was a jilted lover, I think, left at the altar, just mm-hmm. like in Smokey and the Bandit.
1: Oh, that's
0: right. I didn't even make that connection. Sally Field and you know, Carrie Fisher, two famous, wonderfully charming, lovely ladies from the seventies and eighties.
1: Yeah, damn, good one, brother. I didn't I didn't make that connection at all. I have the ultimate fast and the furious question for you. Okay. <sighs> Something we talked about a lot, and I think that we need to address it. Who does more destruction. Ooh, The Family or The Blues Brothers?
0: On a per movie average basis, probably The Blues Brothers. In total,
1: I think Family just because they've had 9 movies to mess stuff up, but I think But also remember that The Blues Brothers like as much as like the car has superpowers, like The Blues Brothers aren't superhumans like The Family, right? Right. Like yeah. they're they're normal guys. Like they don't have like super strength or like you know, like crazy things. Like they're just musicians.
0: I still think I think in total, just across the eight movies, them dragging a safe through the streets of yeah. Rio, them doing this, them doing that, whatever. I think cumulatively, it's the family, and I don't think it's even close. Of course, but no, I think not even close. But I'm saying average basis. Blues Brothers probably haven't beat.
1: Yeah, th- I think that this is like one of the first runs for our money that we've gotten on a per movie basis, right?
0: It's like the first thing that, and we haven't even talked about the, you know, we keep bringing up, like, Avengers and bringing up Sokovia and bringing up how they wreck stuff, but yeah, it's, uh, for a movie that's not a superhero movie that doesn't have superhero-esque characters, pretty destructive.
1: Yeah, and I kept thinking, like, when all the cop cars were going off the, like, the lanes, like, in between the lanes and the highway, and they kept, like, stacking on top of each other. By the way,
0: really quickly, yeah, they... They wanted to do that, and, like, they couldn't get it to work, so they, like, dig a big hole on the side of the highway, so they could actually hit the hole and, like, flip, because it (laughs) seems like an easy thing to do, and, like, they just couldn't get it, so, like, to wreck all those cars, they had to, like, dig a hole that the top cars (laughs) would hit and then tumble through, so,
1: yeah. That's awesome, but it reminded me of the Cypher cars out the building scene, Mm, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's what it was really reminding me of, just, like, the way that they, like, drop and, like, look so like real physically like just hood crashing down yeah I was thinking about that a lot when I was watching that scene
0: Yeah, for sure, kind of like Carl Lemming's in a way.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Another vehicle? I don't know if that's the right phrase here. That I don't know that we've gotten in Fast and Furious. Not only the Winnebago, but we also have police on horseback. We don't have any horses, I don't think, in the Fast and Furious. I mean, we have a Mustang, of course. We have the horse picture in the Toretto house in thirteen twenty-seven, but no actual horses.
1: Yeah, but we've said this before, Wick. We have a we have a severe lack of animals in in Fast and Furious. Yeah. True. True. Like all we get is the iguana. Really, like nobody has any pets. We don't get like a tiger or something. The bear that they have to. Fight nothing, man. So, yeah, the horseback thing. I would like to see some cops on horseback. They need to do more races in non traditional vehicles. Yeah. Like, I want to see, like, Dom and Brian race on a Razor scooter or something, right?
0: Uh, did you hear the uh. I don't want to call it sad news, but apparently Segway is no longer making the Segway. They've officially discontinued the Segway.
1: So what do they make now, or is they just? Are I, they just I don't wonder? know if they went
0: out of business, but I just. I mean, I didn't read the article because why would I read an article about that? But I saw the headline that Segway is discontinuing its two wheeler. So Weird. maybe they have other products, I don't know. But the Segway as we know it died no today. Poor one out. Poor one out for the Segway.
1: Yeah, damn. Rachel's mom loves Segways and loves uh, Segway tours.
0: I was gonna ask if she'd ever taken a tour, but I would imagine so. If you love segways, you probably have taken a segway tour.
1: Like she did a segway tour, like reluctantly somewhere, and was like, "This is the most fun ever." When we, I was at, I was in DC for work, and Rachel came with me, and her mom and her took a segway tour together of DC. I was like, "You guys lived here," and they're like, "Yeah, but this is fucking awesome." So she's a big segway fan, apparently. Like I've never known like anybody to be like, "I really like segways," but like she loves them. So
0: I don't think I have any more notes. I have a few more trivia bits, but is there anything, there, any other notes, any other fascinating? Connections that you have about the Blues Brothers, which, by the way, if you want to watch this movie, is... <laughs> available on Stars. I mean again, yeah. I'm going to keep plugging Stars until they, you know, let us down, but you can watch this on Stars if you want. Also by the way, I saw a thing on Facebook. You can get like 6 months of Stars for like 25 bucks, so like
1: oh, as much bad. as I
0: joke about it, like if you want to watch a lot seemingly like a disproportionate amount of the movies that we've that covered we this watch. lap, Stars is not a bad bad idea.
1: No, it's definitely not. The only last the last thing that I wanted to say which if you're listening or watch this movie, you know it, but there's just like so many quotables in this movie, right? Like we we brought up a mission from God this is hilarious to me the line where they're like they stop them and they're like are you the police and he's like no ma'am we're musicians like that one just sends me every time like i don't know why but it just like it's so perfect no i i, I get that often but i'm just a musician you know it's like what the fuck
0: there was uh one quote that i wrote down when i think it's a when they're probably going to jump over something or have to like accelerate because they say our lady of blessed acceleration don't fail me now just like <laughs> <laughs> patron saint like you know it's the car
1: gods but it's just the patron saint of going fast i guess i don't know i didn't catch that one that, i like that one a lot that's that's really good our, our lady of blessed acceleration is yeah, that what our they lady said of
0: blessed acceleration don't fail me now that's
1: perfect so speaking
0: it. of the Catholic Church, for the 30th anniversary of the movie, which was 10 years ago, 2010, okay. the Vatican newspaper L'Osservatore Romano, I guess the Roman Observer, uh, yeah. called the film, quote, a Catholic classic and recommended it as good viewing for Catholics.
1: No way. That's what IMDb says. That has to be like some kind of wacky joke. But yeah. I could definitely see, like, this is a movie that I could definitely see, like, one of the popes really loving. Like, Pope John Paul was like... Yo dude, but fucking Blues Brothers is hilarious. <laughs> like to like his cardinals. You know, he's like, guys, Saturday night, like, you know, like the whatever the oval offices of the Vatican, like come meet me there, we're like laying out chairs, <laughs> we're gonna watch the Blues Brothers again. Shit's wild. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the only other trivia that I have, because I actually did a better job than I normally do of weaving it in, is that John Belushi was nicknamed, quote, the Black Hole, because he went through hundreds of pairs of sunglasses during production. He would do a scene and then lose the pair before the next. So I guess, you know, the sunglass That's budget awesome. has to be crazy expensive, right? So
1: One of our friends, um, we describe him as as quicksand. Whenever you're with him, you'll go to do anything and you just get suck- you get sucked into Jose quicksand he'll be like, okay, like, we're, you know, we're gonna go get food. And it's like three hours later, you still haven't gotten food because you're just stuck in this quicksand of like him doing all this other bullshit for no reason. I get the black wholeness. I get the quicksandness. But that's really fun. He lost so many sunglasses. Imagine if you had like a nice pair. Like if he lost that many pairs of sunglasses, you could easily like get a pair of Jim Belushi Blues Brothers sunglasses then, right?
0: Yeah, just like, Basically, be anywhere near the set, you could probably pick up a pair, right?
1: Yeah. That would be a really cool movie prop to have, even if there was a thousand of them. Like, it would be really cool to be like, oh, yeah, I had a pair. One, even if he didn't even wear them, right? He's, like, holding them or something. It's like, okay, cool.
0: All right. Are you ready to watch the trailer for The Blues Brothers?
1: Oh, yeah. I so
0: this is what I was saying before. That. This trailer, for some reason, is four and a half minutes long. It's oh, It's called damn, The Blues really? Brothers Official Trailer number 1, Dan Aykroyd, movie, 1980 HD from Movie Clips Classic Trailers. I searched on YouTube for Blues Brothers Trailer, and there's another one that's like two and a half minutes, which I was like, oh, that's normal length. But there's no, like, MPAA thing. There's no title cards. It's just like two and a half minutes of scenes. And I don't know what this is, but this must have been... I don't know. I don't understand that. It, it I don't fits
1: know. the length of the movie, right? <laughs> like a normal movie, you get two minutes. Yeah. A two-hour and 30-minute movie, you get four minutes. Yeah, ready whatever you are, brother. Okay.
0: Three, two, one, play.
1: Okay, rated R... There we go! Come on. So I like that they have the the loud the, like the megaphone on top of their car to
0: attract yes. attention for the, the shows they're doing. I also like this is them in the tunnel. They have like the very 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 cozy parking space where it's just like basically car width that they have to park in. That you know, the, under the bridge. The
1: yeah. Oh, the music. Dun, 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 dun. Oh yeah, Carrie Fisher hunting him.
0: Yeah, she like I don't know if we said it explicitly, but like all I mean I think I did, but like she's trying to kill them in different ways all movies. She like blows up building after building, she shoots at them, all this different crazy stuff.
1: Yeah. This creepy Jesus that's like hanging in the corner right there that was like on the angle was so funny to me. There you go, there's her quote. Yeah. Oh, I like the I like the gospel church scene too. Is that Richard Pryor in there? It kind of looked like him, but I don't think it's Richard Pryor. Because he would have had, like, more of a comedic role.
0: No, yeah. QF County Even has included the... Richard Pryor. He yeah. is in the movie. Oh, fuck, it was him
1: then. Good, good spot, brother. Them driving through a Toys R Us when Toys R Us just went out of business, like, in the past year or two, made me really sad. Like, man, I miss that. Lots of space in it's crazy spot. to me that John Landis was only 30 years old when he directed this movie. Yeah. And he had done Animal House, right? Wasn't that the whole thing? He had done Animal House, yeah. He also directed Coming to America, which Kyle
0: great? covered Fuck. on films. He did Beverly Hill's Coming Top Coming three films. I love Coming to America. Three Amigos, American Werewolf in one, uh, London.
1: Damn. Oh, the Jailhouse oh, also, Rock yeah, scene jailhouse cool. Rock, Viva Pada Vegas. Shout
0: out the podcast that Mike and I are doing about yep. Elvis movies, but that we have put on hold because we can't record in person right now.
1: Yeah. Fuck. Ray Charles. The Ray Charles thing was cool shooting at the wannabe shoplifter yes it. i
0: love the musical oh. numbers
1: in this movie what
0: another fast connection of I, like fuck. remember saying cars falling yep. off trucks but this car flew into the truck another cop car into a truck
1: which kind of reminded me of the car onto the boat too yes in two
0: but i think what was it smoking the bandit where it like gets on the truck i think we talked about because you mentioned the, yes. the, the boat there yep. too
1: yep i did exactly I like them driving just, like, straight through things and into buildings. It's a lot of fun. Like, those are, like, stunts you can't really fake with CGI right here, you know? Did you hear the thing that, like, um, John Belushi had, like, fucked up his knee right before this final scene? Yes. Because he, yeah. like, he,
0: he was, like, fucking around on a skateboard.
1: Yeah, he, like, saw this kid skateboarding by, took his skateboard, and then fucked up his knee really bad. And he had to, like, shoot this whole scene with, like, a cortisone shot.
0: I do appreciate this this trailer is basically in the structure of the movie, which is like, okay, Chaos. plot and then okay, musical interlude, and then plot and then musical interlude.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: I mean yep. this trailer is very spoiler. I mean it is four and a half minutes long, but you also have like, I don't know what this movie's about.
1: Yeah. It's just great. It's John Belushi. Oh my god. <laughs> How much for the girl? <laughs> That part really got Rachel. She was cracking up when he was doing the the restaurant scene. Oh,
0: with um Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman as a uh,
1: Yes, Paul Ruben. Yeah, he's as in a, it. Pee Wee Herman. Yep.
0: Oh your, god. Her David
1: yeah, that's the best. That's the best musical number.
0: Like I know that this is just like a guy who did a lot of voices for really things, but the way that he's saying the names makes it sound like it's a horror movie.
1: It does. You're right. Yeah. It does like Aretha Franklin's October, murdering people. Stay inside. By the way, I think I had like a, a weird crush on Aretha Franklin in this movie. Like she just break looks break so wholesome. Before we do. And the blues brothers. Yeah, I think. Oh, the sauna scene was great. The sauna scene is great. I really enjoy it. Brothers. Oh, there you go. There was the No ma'am. We're musicians. There's your one. <laughs> That was a great trailer. I mean, it ruins everything. Like, I, it, but like that was a really good trailer. Yeah.
0: All right. The last game we have to play is the Letterbox game, and I had to struggle a little bit to Aww. figure this out. But I found, I, I got it. I got there Why? in the end.
1: But how? Explain. I'll,
0: I'll, I'll explain later. I, I, can't, I don't want to spoil it yet, but I will. Okay. So, for reference' sake, Mad Max Fury Road has been seen by five hundred eighty six thousand people on Letterbox. The Blues Brothers. From 1980, directed by John Landis, starring Dan Aykroyd, John Belushi, James Brown, etc., etc., has been seen by how many people?
1: I'm going to say 65,000. Higher. 85,000? Higher. 120,000.
0: 109,419. I knew it was going to be
1: huge. Yeah, I knew it was going to be huge.
0: Out of those 109,419, how many people have put it in their top four? Actually, average rating of 3.9, most common rating of four. Second most common rating of five. So people love this movie.
1: 3,500.
0: Lower. Kind of a lot lower. Still a lot of people, but a lot lower than 3,500.
1: 1,500? 1, 1,300. That's a that's a lot, man. That's a lot of people love this movie. I knew, people that, I knew movie. that people were going to love this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So I struggled. The reason I struggled here is because I was trying to find, because my goal for this last part of the game is to find someone who has a picture, who has given it five stars, who likes it, who has written a review, and then I go to their profile and I try to find someone who has four movies that you could ostensibly guess.
1: And weirdly,
0: and this happens a lot, but I've never seen it this often, so many people have fewer than four favorite movies, and this is one of them. So it's just like The Blues Brothers and another random movie. And so it's hard to play, like it's just a bunch of those, and then a bunch of movies that like... It feels like this is the kind of movie that like anybody could lump in with their favorites. Like there were some that I was like, it's three classic movies in this, it's three like comedies like it's just all over the place. Food all over the place. Whatever. So I found and I don't know if this is a great one, but it's the best one I could find from Caden Bassett at Caden Bassett 18. In all capital letters, his review, Dan Friggin Ackroyd. A genius as writing comedy movies that are so simple yet so detailed, I die every time. It's a great review. The use of the elevator scene made me think of Ghostbusters, and I can't help but love every second of this movie. Five stars.
1: We didn't even talk about Ghostbusters.
0: Even Dan Aykroyd even says in this movie, who are you going to call? And then, you know, four years later, I said
1: that too. I said that when we were watching it with Rachel. He says, who are you going to call? And I was like, Ghostbusters. And she laughed, yes.
0: Caden Bassett has the Blues Brothers as his number three movie. Okay. You can at least get two. I don't know that you can get the fourth one, but the top two you can for sure get. Number two, easiest one. What movie that we want to do for this podcast just got double canceled? in Hollywood. Baby Driver. Baby Driver. His number two movie, Baby Driver.
1: Yeah, Ansel Adams, right? Ansel Isn't his Elgort. name Ansel? Ansel Adams
0: is a famous artist, I think. Okay. Yeah, but Ansel But I do, yeah, Ansel, Ansel Adams, star of Baby Driver, Ansel <laughs> Adams. Number one movie is, I can I, I don't want to just slam dunk it, but okay. it's a movie that you tend to guess a lot in this game. It's a popular movie that people love. It's okay. also a movie that is very close to Mike and My Heart. So if you think about the movies like that we ostensibly have covered on the podcast network, what's a movie that you think and I don't know if you're gonna even remember, what's a movie that you guess a lot in this game?
1: Pulp fiction.
0: No, we've actually never covered it. we never covered Pulp Fiction.
1: Yeah, I know, but I was you were saying a movie that I guess a lot. A movie that I guess a lot that you and Mike love. That we've covered, Is it yep. Mission Impossible.
0: Nope. Different Speed. actor. Uh, same actor now but no
1: Bill and Ted nope oh um fucking oh god damn it I always forget his name um the, the one where Keanu plays the avenging the dead dog yes
0: John Wick which is actually funny I can't remember the name because I don't remember like news broke a couple of weeks ago that that movie had another name but then every time Keanu would talk about it in interviews he's like yeah I'm doing this movie called John Wick and the director was like I don't really I really don't want to change the name and the studio was like you just have you got 15 million dollars or whatever in in free money and free impressions for this movie called John Wick it's called John Wick now. Um, yeah. so it's funny that you couldn't remember John because Keanu couldn't or wouldn't remember the original title.
1: I keep think whenever I think about it I think of John Carpenter like Halloween. So like I don't know why but like I can never remember John Wick. It's like one of these things that like just is completely deleted from my brain.
0: The Baba so. Yaga. All right, and then yeah. number 4 Oof. I don't know how to get you to guess this. I would guess that you've seen this movie. It's an action comedy uh, that came out about 10 years ago. It came out exactly 10 years ago. It came out in 2010 that The Rock is in. The Rock the is start. in?
1: Is it Tropic Thunder?
0: Nope. You're in that ballpark.
1: But it's okay. not those
0: guys. It's a different crew in that vein. Also, Eva Mendes is in it. Monica Fuentes herself. <sighs>
1: Fuck, what is it? Not It tropics. stars. Keep going, yeah. The
0: star of your favorite comedy. One of your favorite comedies.
1: Will Ferrell's in it? Mm hmm. Will Ferrell in an action movie? An action. Is it. Um, action comedy, yep. Kevin Hart's in it? Nope. Will Ferrell action comedy. Mm-hmm. Action, though? Mm hmm. Talladega Nights? No, because nope. Rock's not in that.
0: His co-star in this movie is Mark Wahlberg. What is it? The Other Guys.
1: Oh, The Other Guys. I don't think I've ever watched that movie all the way through. So John
0: Wick, Baby Driver, The Blues Brothers, The Other Guys.
1: Damn, that's an interesting line. I mean, I guess it's not. I, they're all kind of related. <laughs> It's not like it's like very crazy, right? Like I can see it.
0: And in the last eleven days, he has watched all eight Rocky movies. Which good on you,
1: man! Yeah, good job, brother.
0: I think that's everything we got. So we got to announce. We got to talk about what we're doing next week.
1: Okay, go ahead. Actually, just first, first of all, thank you, Justin, for picking this movie. It thank was a lot of fun. I and needed thank you it for
0: supporting us on Patreon. If you want to, so here's the thing: we are a rapidly approaching lap seven, which is the Michelle Rodriguez slash Missing Pieces lap, which we announced on episode 100. But once that lap starts, we're going to unveil to the patrons the next three laps, because lap eight begins in December, eight, nine, ten is basically all of next year. And so... That's
1: right, yeah. As
0: of right now, as long as we keep doing two episodes a week, and if we were able to weather the storm that you just weathered, we can keep doing two a week, I think, for the first. I think I think so,
1: with proper planning. Yes. Like, minus the, like, emergency chaos of last week. I think we're doing pretty good, so.
0: Just putting this out there into the world, and I don't know if we're, like, overthinking things, but, like, there might be episodes where we just, like, only do an intro where we only talk about a movie or something. Like if we can't do both parts or something, but like we'll address that when we get to it. That's a bridge that we don't need to cross until hopefully never, but who knows? Hopefully who
1: knows? never. Amen.
0: Because these next so as we're doing two a week, there's, you know, basically double the amount of movies that we're going to cover, or really almost kind of triple, whatever. And yeah. so everyone at the ten dollar tier on Patreon gets one pick per lap. So next yep. lap, starting next lap, you know, in the next month or so, we're gonna unveil to the patrons at two fast Too Lot the themes for eight, nine, and ten. So we have. I'm the excited. Theme. I
1: don't even know what they are, guys. I mean, I do, but I don't remember what they are. So. Yeah, this
0: is all we you and I figured this out before your life imploded for a week. Yes. Um, so I don't I don't hold it against you for uh, not remembering. But we're gonna unveil these, and so if you're at the ten dollar tier, you have to pick something for each lap for us to talk about. So a lot of exciting things. So anyway, thank you, Justin. If you want to, you can, basically, my, my point of saying all that was that if you want to pick something, like pick three movies for us to talk about next year. Mm-hmm. $10 a month at TooFastTooFerver.com. Also, by the way, you and I were talking about this yesterday. We think because, and again, no one has done this yet. It's a crazy amount of money. But because now laps are twice as long as they used to be, that $25 a month tier where you plan an entire lap is is like, oh, this is actually, like, a lot more pressure, Power. but also, like, Power. it's a lot scarier. It's a lot more, you get a lot more wiggle room. Like, you can you can really control what we do for a long-ass time.
1: Yes, true.
0: And so we locked it, which you can do on Patreon, that there's only one of those available. Again, I don't think there's, like, it's not in high demand because we've been doing this for, like, yeah. the Patreon up for, like, a year, a year and a half or whatever, and no one has done that. But $25 a month, there's only one of those left. And then if someone does that, we'll re-add it as like a higher price point or something. But just yes. putting it out there, if you want to plan an entire lap, any theme you want, any movies, any TV shows or whatever, this is the blank, you know, Jerry Robinson lap or whatever, you know what I mean? Like whatever, whatever. you want to yeah. be. Just putting it out there, $25 a month, only one and once every four laps. Maybe we'll figure that out. That might Oof. be too much. You get to do an entire lap. So just putting yeah. it out there too fast 2 forever.com. But okay, okay, next week. We're doing we are going to do this week, the one that we had to push back, Hobbs and Shaw on Tuesday because of course, yes. got to get back to course. the grind.
1: Yep, we're going to go right back to Hobbs and Shaw. We'll have the the character quiz stuff's done. We'll be good.
0: Then, next Friday's episode is another wildly long movie that I have never seen, that I've been meaning to see, and that everything that I read about online, people can't stop saying enough of great things about it. From 1963, it's a mad, 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 mad world.
1: I don't know if you just said this to me or if my dad was just talking about it. I don't think it was me. It was probably your dad. Maybe he brought it up and was saying it when we were talking about car movies, and I totally didn't... Yeah. Okay, maybe. Well, I think he recommended it then.
0: Because <laughs> there was, there's trivia, or there was something that I was reading that, like, the Roadshow version, or, like, they compared it to the Blues Brothers because, like, this wildly over the top. And, like, everything I've read is basically, like, they could never make this movie today. And not for, like, unpc reasons, but just, like, yes. there's so much going on that, like, whatever the movie is could not happen today. Yeah, so next, next Friday sense. we're doing that, and also as a as a heads up, apparently I don't know if, and this is not to you necessarily, but to everybody, I don't know that the the version, the ultra long version, whatever they call it, there's a name for it, okay. is widely available everywhere. But it's on the Criterion Channel, so there's a free trial oh, for nice. that. It's a great service. So like, if yeah. you want to do that, it's available there. So like this wildly long version, I'm very excited to talk about. It. It's a mad, 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 mad world. So
1: yeah same i'm um, yeah i'm down to watch it cool
0: hobbs and shaw and the mad world next week but for all things too fast too forever you go to cageclub.me, facebook.com slash too fast too forever or at too fast too forever on twitter and instagram email us family at cageclub.me. check yeah. out our Patreon page at too fast forever.com again one left only one 25 a month yeah when i see that come in i'm gonna get i'm gonna get excited and then instantly nervous
1: you're gonna make joey shit himself like he out of be excitement sweat and the nerves cold yes, it's... sweats of anxiety
0: because it's gonna be a blend of my oh i don't have to plan a thing and then also just like oh i have no control over the situation
1: yes which we know how much you love that so. oh
0: boy uh yeah so one of those left at fast 2 forevercom
1: thanks for hanging with us guys that's it like i appreciate yes. like everybody like reaching out like even though you guys were all like really cool for the past week so Thanks.
0: Thank you all so very much. Email again, family at cageclub.me. We loved hearing your thoughts and your well wishes and even things that aren't even about the podcast, like Ben saying Happy Father's Day or just... The fucking you know, dream and about yeah. food
1: all over the place, like
0: top tier. I love exactly. it. Exactly. Family at cageclub.me. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe, too. And we'll see yeah. you next time right here on Too Fast, Too Forever. Peace out. Peace out. Anus. Peace Peace out. Enus. Enus. Peacers. Peacers.